This week on Nintendo Main, we answer some questions from the listeners. God of War, more like God of Bored. Uh, we got messages, and one from the messenger himself. Oh. Nintendo Main Podcast, episode 153. We are your hosts. I'm Trey. Didn't, didn't think of a name yet, Johnson. Trey, this is live. It's important that you have your nickname picked out <laughs> in advance. We always have this lined up yeah, right? perfectly. Everybody yeah. in the comments suggest a nickname for Trey. <laughs> um, yeah, anybody who's watching, feel free to leave a, leave a question, like I said. And we're going to do a drawing later for that $10 eShop card that I was talking about in the twitter and facebook and all that and so yeah we'll do that in the second half but if you post a question now we will answer it when it's posted so we have that but uh i'm trey uh tried my hardest to get questions for this episode johnson i'm jeremy still enjoying rabbits mikowski i'm john dueling mains knitter dueling mains dueling mains like, yes like horse mains like what do you mean oh no lion mains <laughs> Lime I have yeah. a little bit of a, a conundrum. Okay, so Link has been my main since Melee. And since uh, Melee. when I was playing okay. the adventure mode, uh, um, World of Light, I couldn't find him until like way into the experience. and ended up settling on Simon. And I was settling like, on Simon. Tale is a well, son. But, but I, I find that I really enjoy playing as Simon. And when I finally got Link, I was like, I don't, I don't know. I kinda, do I have a new main? I don't know. And when I'm fighting online, I find that I tend to choose Simon. So, so I, I feel like I'm cheating. I feel so like I'm cheating on Link. Are you Are you fighting online? Like, is that something that's doable? Is it? Well, I yeah. yeah continue. Unfortunately, I, yeah. I, I, <laughs> I leave it down to one person. I don't do like big group battles generally. Oh, so you do yeah, one on one if, if, as one with one person. It's it's still kind of okay. Kind of choppy sometimes. So you just do one v one. Is is all yeah, you're doing? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yep. I haven't. I mean, I haven't really played online since since Jeremy and I played when mm. it when it came out, either. and it was so it was so like laggy and bad that uh, I just didn't do it again. You know. Yeah. But I mean, I've heard mixed stories from people, and I and I and you're I don't know. Yeah, you always you said that your internet's kind of been off and on there, so I wasn't sure if it worked. It was working for you or not. Like, is yeah. it being pretty smooth, or I mean. Because when we were when Jeremy and I were playing, it it like got down to like a it was like a picture show pretty much. It was like, you know, just it, yeah, it's like a slideshow. I, I would say it's smooth. Like if I'm playing against one person, it's like ninety percent of the time smooth. And when it does hiccup, it's not too bad. Yeah, but if you add more than one person, in my experience, it just I don't know. It's not that fun. Okay, so three is too many. Three's a crowd. Three's a crowd. Three is a crowd. Yeah. Well, so you've been playing, you've been playing it, you've been maining, mm-hmm. I guess. Yep, yep. With uh, I think I have two mains now. I think that's what I'm what I'm going to settle on. I have two. Okay, you've been you've had your battle between uh, Simon and Link. Yeah, yeah. Both have their merits. I love that whip. 
you know, okay. yeah. just goes such a long distance. And I love the, um, the, the cross when you throw the cross. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like the boomerang where the boomerang follows back to you. You can like throw the cross and kind of leave it on the bottom platform. You can jump up somewhere else and people tend to forget that you threw the cross and it'll come back mm-hmm. along the bottom platform, which I think is really cool. Oh, I have an idea. Yeah. You should pit uh, Link and Simon against each other with an AI match in the highest possible <laughs> That's settings, and then fight to the death for your attention <laughs> and see who wins. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that'd be kind of like I like that. Idea. That'd be like if you had amiibo like training them or whatever. But you don't even really need the amiibo. Just yeah, just put two computer players at like extra hard difficulty or whatever, and just mm-hmm. have them battle it out. I think that Simon should be your main because I feel like you've been with Link for too long. I feel like, I feel like maybe you need yeah, to. That's true. I think maybe you need to give up being Link all the time. I think that's he's kinda, changed a lot too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I do love you guys the bomb, are completely different before. You guys are completely the different people now. Remote bombs. <laughs> maybe it's time to move on. <laughs> it might be time to move on. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, you guys, you guys have changed. Link has changed. But I did get to the. I didn't get. I didn't find Link until like the very end of World of Light, and when it did come time to beat the uh, beat the game, I did go back to Link. I I couldn't. I had to beat him with Link. I had to beat him with Link. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Which, speaking of which, you did beat World of Light. We haven't talked about that at all. Um, yeah. It's not. It's not the slog that it feels like at times. No. <laughs> I think the end is. The end is amazing. The end is. I don't, I don't want to say too much about it, but yeah, I, I think the want... end is definitely worth it. Yeah. I, I really want to talk about it, but I don't want to talk about it. Is there a way? Is, is there uh, a way that it. you can say something about it that's not spoiling it? Like, is there. What is it that makes it so different, the ending of it? Is it like something you've never seen in Smash before? Is it a yes. callback to an old Smash thing? Is it a new character? Is it. It's, I would say, okay, without saying too much, it's wish fulfillment. That's that. Wishful Is Kirby it. finally going to be the big hand, master hand? <laughs> Kirby turns into the master hand. Nice. He like eats master hand and becomes Kirby hand. Oh, so you, so, you, so you do fight Sakurai? That's all I that's hope what for. you're saying. You fight, yes, you fight Sakurai. That's what I'm saying. Well, I mean, that's you said wish fulfillment. I think that's what you wanted. Finally, you can fight Sakurai. That's what I've wanted this whole time. Yeah, yeah. I he don't. Was trying, he was the one that was trying to take them all down in the spirit world with him the whole time. <laughs> Sakurai. <laughs> yeah, he was the one that was killing everyone. Join me. Yeah, yeah but I, I think it's, it's worth it. I, I spent 35 hours on it, and I enjoyed it. I, I never felt like I was just kind of, I don't know, twiddling my thumbs or waste, wasting my time on it or anything. Did you have any battles that you like just got stuck on for a while and just yes for a long time and went and did other things? And- yes, it was Pauline, the one where you try and it's it's the Donkey Kong level. You're you're on the old Donkey Kong arcade stage. Yeah, and. You're being chased around by Donkey Kong and Mario, but your objective is to is to attack Peach, who is who oh has yeah got the spirit of Pauline. Yeah, I played. And that. she runs away. That level sucks. That's the one where you're it's, playing like the. Oh, no, she runs like, away, and then there's other uh, computer opponents. Yes, that's yeah. the, that's the one where it's like on that big Donkey Kong stage, right? Where there's nowhere to that's stand. Correct. Yeah, I didn't. I, I played that a couple times, and I just. I think Jeremy and I talked about this maybe on a stream or something, but yeah, that was part of what what killed world of light for me was trying to do that one. And I'm like, no, I can't do this. Okay. Well, cause so that nowhere... one is the yeah. hardest one. Yeah. And can I tell you how I, how I beat it? Ultimately I waited till pretty much the very end. Yeah. Um, what I did was on the skill tree, I earned the double final smash where if you get a final okay. smash, you get a second one right after. Oh, okay. Then, then I came back equipped with spirits that 
have a high percentage of auto heal. So if you like hit somebody, you get health in return. And then I played as Bowser. Okay. The tank. Yes. Okay. With those three things, it took me 10 tries to beat it. It still took you 10 tries. It still took me 10 stuff. tries. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Cause, um, Bowser's not very fast. Isn't no, but there, he's got uh, the weight. Isn't there, a, isn't there a mode where you can, um, isn't, isn't there a thing that you can get where you're unmovable? Like a spirit that, that you get that makes oh. you very heavy. You can't be knocked off the stage. I heard about that, that that kind of made it a lot easier once you got that. I, I don't know. I didn't hear that, but I, I would imagine that being heavy on that stage, would be there's bad. no bottom on the stage because if you try and jump, you yeah, yeah. Maybe can't jump that far. Yeah, there's nowhere to stand. Like That was my problem with that stage because yeah. most of my tactics in Smash Brothers involve a lot of running. Like I do a lot of running shots, mm-hmm. and you can't do that there because there's nowhere to run or stand. Right. So it's really hard to hit anybody because there's nowhere to stand right. or even get to yeah. the person, you know, when you can't, when like there's only one spot and Pauline's standing on that and it's like, yeah, and you can't get to her because she won't let you land. But yeah, double, double smash. There's yeah. some, uh, there's some strategy right there for Smash Brothers. Yeah. And, the, and then Bowser has the best final smash, I think. Maybe not, well, I guess that's up to opinion, but the most effective final smash. Because he's got that, he turns into Giga Bowser, and he's got that punch that you can aim. Mm-hmm. So what I did was I just aimed right for Peach both times. Oh, that, nice! Yeah, that's why I picked Bowser. That and the weight and all that stuff. Okay, so that's the way. That's the way to do that one. Wait till the end. Save that one till the end. Yeah, I, I had trouble with that one, and I had a hard time with the one where you fight all of the Jeffs from Earthbound. Do you, do you oh, remember that where you fight? I remember that one. It, they're all they're all uh, played by Splatoon characters. And uh, it'll use the Jeff item over and over and over again also. Mm. And I just couldn't. Okay. It's like three versus one. I would just get my ass kicked because they would just keep knocking me around and it wasn't very fun. And Jeff was there. Yeah. Well, the the, the trophy of Jeff was there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was there. So so there's that. I still haven't gotten Bowser. That was I, – I should go back up north because I have uh, done a lot since I gave up on Bowser. But I have not unlocked Bowser yet. Like, did you, uh, have you gotten to him? Have you played yeah, him? Yeah. You just couldn't beat him? Right. Okay. Because you fight him. He is Giga Bowser when you fight him. Oh, uh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What did you and I needed to, at the time I only had Mario, Kirby, and one other character, but I didn't have as many as I do now. Hmm. And I do have uh, Donkey Kong now, I do believe. So I have one heavy guy. Yeah, maybe you can do it with Donkey Kong. I, I remember used... what his final smash is, though. I don't remember what his is either, but I use him. He's like become like my main now. Mm. I, I mentioned that before. That's why I bought that Donkey Kong toy because it like there's like this new resurgence of love for Donkey Kong. But yeah, I don't know. I'll, I'll have to give it a try again. I've mostly been uh, we, we as you have as you could tell we've transitioned into our talking about what we played this week part without any transition or anything because <laughs> John just started talking about Smash Brothers. But that's fine because that's how we normally <laughs> do it. But I've still been. I mean, I. If you are if you checked out the YouTube channel, I finally put up my top ten official video of 2018, and that took me a lot longer than I thought it was going to. So I was doing that for most of the time, and once I finally finished that, I've just been playing my top ten games and trying to beat you know whatever I have left that I didn't beat yet. So I uh, but I did buy I did buy a couple things. If you want to talk about buying stuff, sure. I hope you didn't buy uh, that game you mentioned earlier. Jeremy. I did not. Because <laughs> I know spoiler. it was offered to you. Yeah. Um well I mean I just bought uh what was it? Um I went I went ahead and bought Tales of Vesperia for 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 this week because I wanted to play it. I haven't played a Tales game in years, so I was like, hey, why not? 
and it's a nice. it's fifty bucks. It's like a remake of a, I think it's a remake of a game that didn't come out here, or it came out in a limited uh, limited capacity or something like that. Um, but uh, yeah, it's 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 supposed to be good. I don't know. I mean, people say it's good. I, I haven't read reviews or anything, but I, yeah. So I, I I reserved that. I also got a what was it? I got the way remastered for ninety nine cents. It's just for the hell of it. You got the way finally. I have the way. Yeah, I know the I way. I have the way. I know the way. Like like <laughs> knuckles. Uh, yeah, I played it for like ten minutes. It seemed pretty cool. I didn't have a whole lot of time to play it when I got it, but uh, you said it's like a side-scrolling adventure game. Yeah, it reminds me of like, uh, did you ever play like um, Out of This World or like Flashback or any of those weird yeah. games from Super Nintendo? Mm-hmm. Kind of reminds me of those, but newer. Because okay. it definitely like, did you play any of it, Jeremy? Yeah, I just played the beginning. Yeah, were you few, you few minutes of it? Yeah, were you like dig? This is all at the beginning of the game, so I can say it. Where like you dig your wife out out of the ground and. Uh-huh. You take her body and put it in a capsule, and then you go, and then uh, and then I and then I went to some factory area, and I was like sneaking around through the security, trying to unlock the security to get to a spaceship. I guess is what it's saying. Yeah, so that's, I don't, I don't think I got past that, that part. But that's about as far as I got. But it's I mean it's definitely intriguing. Like like right off the bat, it it uh, kind of forces you right into something that's not a whole lot of wandering around. So, but I mean I I don't know. I saw I saw people liked it. And uh, I was like, yeah, it's a dollar. I'll, I'll try it out. And I didn't even pay anything for it because I just used my bonus coins for it. So, yeah. so I didn't even pay a dollar. And I bought that down from way. fifteen bucks. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, steep discount. And I bought a what was it? I bought some weird Japanese game that was on there too. That was also on sale. I bought Monkey King Master of the Clouds. Wow, for, you took a risk for three dollars. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it it was a Sega Master System game, I guess. Oh, okay. There was an arcade or something. I don't know. It's like one of those weird arcade re-release things. It was $3. I thought I'd try it out. You play a little guy. You play a little Japanese guy on a cloud shooting stuff. So it's like a shooting game. But I just kind of wanted to check it out just because of how weird it was. So I got that. I also got, what was it? I got Sega Ages Game Ground, which is another weird old uh, Sega arcade where it's like, um, you're basically like, you're like a warrior and you go and like fight other warriors. And it's like a, it's a vertical game, you know, it would be something you'd play mm-hmm. with a flip grip if you had it or the try one or whatever. But uh, in the Sega Ages version, you can actually start with all of the characters unlocked already. I guess you go and find them in the, uh, as, as you go, as you go through the game. And, but now you can start with all of them there. So you have more characters to change from, but it was like, it was another thing. I had extra gold points and I bought it through the Japanese eShop. It's not out here yet. And I just kind of got excited because it was another Sega Ages game. I wouldn't really recommend it to anybody because it's kind of weird and kind of kind of too archaic, I guess, for its own good. But it was just one of those things that I was like, oh, yeah, more Sega Ages stuff. So I bought that, and uh, I think that's it for right now that I got. Um, I'm planning on doing a stream of uh, hopefully, hopefully Tales of Vesperia drops like Thursday night like it normally does because it's supposed to be a Friday launch. So, you know, normally those drop at like 11 o'clock. So if it drops at 11 o'clock, I'll do a stream of it Thursday night. So tune in to twitch.tv slash Nintendo Have you Have you played a Tales game since uh, Symphonia? I played a little bit, a little, little tiny bit of the sequel on Wii to Tales of Symphonia 2, or whatever it's called. But no, that's all I've played, really. Those are the only games I've played of those Tales so, games. So, yeah, it'll bring you right back. So it's I'm expecting it to play the same as Symphonia, right? <laughs> it'll be like that. On crack or whatever, on steroids. Yeah, I mean, it looks. I mean, it looks similar. I mean, it can't. I mean, it's probably going to have the same thing, right? Where you walk around, where you walk around the map, and then you run into uh, shadowy figures and get into some battle area, and 
you do the same move over and over again. And, you know, <laughs> that's basically what I did in Tales of Symphonia. I learned, like, some, yeah. like, flip sword move where you hold, like, both the sticks up and, like, a main dude would flip around. And it was, like, the strongest move, so I used it on everybody. And that was how most of that game was for me, was just using that move. That's what I felt like. But, you know, I, I'm always interested in RPGs, and it's only 50 bucks, and I figured I'd make the plunge for it. I haven't, I haven't like, uh, I haven't uh, reserved or, or pre or I haven't preloaded Travis Strikes again yet, but I'm, I'll probably get that one as well. I did start playing. Uh, was that? I started playing No More Heroes two last night on the on the Tuesday stream. So that was fun. I forgot how how uh, weird those games are, but but fun at the same time. That was on the Wii, also, right? Yeah, No More Heroes two was on the Wii. That's actually my favorite one out of the two or two of those. I actually really like the second one, and I wanted to see if I still liked it as much as I did before. And it's it's pretty good. I ended up. Uh, I didn't realize that you could play through the whole game thing as classic mode. So and on a classic controller. So I did. Uh, I did switch it over to sla- to classic after after playing the after you know getting tired of waving the Wii mode around. I was like, okay, <laughs> I'm just gonna switch it to the other way around. And it was, that's the one. That's the one where it gets like eight bit and stuff. Yeah, that, that's the, the one where. Well, the original game has uh has jobs that you do to to get money because you have to get money to buy stuff. That's and all the that. one I played. Was the first. Game. And the first one you do you do jobs like. And then there's like an open world and all that, but there's nothing in the world. Like the world's kind of boring. No, you just, go you just ride this with your hog around this empty world. Yeah, and then you yeah, go and, and you go and like mow people's lawns and stuff, and that's kind of mm-hmm. boring too. But in the second one, they basically replaced all those jobs with NES games, like NES games. And even in the game, there's like a part where he like blow. You hear him blow into the cart and put the cart in and turn it on and all that. And and then you play this eight bit game, and that's how you make money. So there's like there's like different. My favorite one is uh, Man the Meat. Which is basically one where you just cook, you just cook prime rib for people. They'll like ask you how they'll either say they want it rare, medium, or well done, and you basically hit it, hit the A button, and hold it for however long you want the meat to be cooked, and you're graded as wow. to how well you do the, how well you cook the meat, you know. And you go through like multiple care, multiple guys will ask for the meat, and and if you don't like get them good enough, as many times you'll lose. You know they'll throw. They'll basically throw their fork at your face if you don't if you if you fuck up the meat. And they'll so be say, like, I was in my job, but like <laughs> in a game. Well, I mean, I hope you're not. I mean, this is like a personal cook where like there's a guy sitting at a table and you're like cooking the meat right in front of him, and you're like, oh, okay, throwing the meat, and you that. like throw the meat to the table. And it's funny because if he doesn't like it, he says it tastes like shit, like in eight bit. So it's like fur, 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 like that, and then he throws his fork at your face. So it's uh, you know. It's fun in that way. It's shit. <laughs> it's a, yeah, it just tastes like shit, and he throws and he throws his fork at you. But yeah, yeah, you have you have to make it. And if you get if you get like delicious, delicious is the highest one if you cook it the right amount. But you get you get an amount of money for that. And I found that was probably the easiest way to make money. I guess was that meat one because I played that one the most. But yeah, you can buy new lightsabers and stuff. You know, your character has they call them beam katanas, but they're basically lightsabers. But uh, yeah, it was like it was basically they they took the first game and basically cut all the bullshit out of it. Now it's just one map where you can just go from all the different from one store to another, and you don't have to like drive there. And you know you'll just unlock new levels as you go and fight your way to the top through all of the assassins and all that. I made it through. I got it to the point of the uh, there's like a there's like a haunted house one where you fight this big like horror movie looking guy. I, I did that, and I think that's like number twenty four out of fifty. Which there aren't, there aren't actually fifty assassins. Like you lose like twenty five, like halfway through. But anyway, I was playing that just because, just to get myself uh, remind me of uh, Travis touchdown and all that stuff. Even though do you, Travis, kill, do you like do a mass killing of twenty five all at once or something? 
Yeah, you do. Like the oh, second, that's awesome. The second character that you fight is like this guy who has like he's like a football player and he has like twenty five or twenty four cheerleaders fighting with him or whatever. And oh. they they make they become a giant they become a giant robot and you destroy the robot and they've all died. So you then you progress like through twenty five, twenty four like that. That's the way it works. That's hilarious. There was only like twelve or ten in the first one, right? Yeah, they did the same thing in the first one. It was supposed to be like a hundred or something, but they cut them out like really quickly. Or they do they do a similar thing where you skip from like fifty to thirty or something like that. But yeah, I'm I'm excited to play that uh, Travis the Travis uh, whatever Travis Strikes Back game. It's weird. It's kind of weird that there's a season pass going along with it. But I don't know. We'll have to see. We'll have to see how that goes when it comes out. That'll be something we'll talk about in the next couple of weeks. Because it's uh yeah because it's a uh, Vesperia and then Travis and then uh and then that Sphinx game from GameCube is getting re released and also. Really? Uh, yeah, the the what was it, Sphinx and the Cursed Mummy? That's oh seriously, that people I had no are idea. clamoring for. That's what? <laughs> Is that something that people are clamoring for, Sphinx? I don't, I don't know. I mean, it got good reviews when it came out <laughs> on GameCube. I remember that. I mean, it was like a it was it was like a three D uh, platformer type thing, I guess, with with puzzles and dungeons. I don't know. People liked it. That's one of those games that people would say was a hidden gem. Yeah, no, because sure not a lot of people know what it is, but it's a it's supposedly it's a solid platformer. I played a little bit of it, but I never got that into it. I did buy it for my brother for uh, a gift one year. Did you play it? Because on- I had read that it was a good game and it was for GameCube. Okay. Do you play it? And he GameCube? liked it. I mean, he still talks about it sometimes, but oh. I never played it. Well, apparently, apparently it's coming out at the end of the month. <laughs> and I, I might and try I, it. And if I think it's, the price is right. I think it's only going to be like 20 bucks. So, I mean, that's what. It's twenty or twenty or thirty. Hopefully, it's twenty. But also, weirdly enough, there's a there's another PlayStation One remake in there. I don't know if you noticed that in the shop, but uh, what was it? The um, Onimusha is in there. Like that's coming yeah, out I on the fifteenth. Yeah. I think that's that's twenty. That's nineteen ninety nine. I never really played any of those games, but I was kind of intrigued by it just because of that low poly stuff that I've talked about on here and how much I wanted them to. Is that the one that was the, that's the one hit kills or is that a different game? No, it's like a, apparently it's like resident evil, but like you're in like feudal Japan and there's like ghosts and stuff, but it's like that. It's like that. Is it more uh, of a beat em up too? No, it's like a, it's like a survival horror. I thought because Mm -hmm. it has like a fixed camera angle and all that. Like it feels like from what I've seen, it looks a lot like resident evil, like, like original resident evil. Like you know, like fixed camera angle, like uh, you're fighting ghosts and stuff. But I think you have—I yeah, don't know—it's like the third one, Onimusha Warlords. Is that the one that's coming? I th- yeah, it is Warlords. I don't—is that the third one? I don't know. I don't know which I one it is. I think it is. But yeah, it's twenty bucks. It's coming out on the fifteenth. This is kind of news stuff, but whatever. Yeah, did, it's fine. Did you? Uh, yeah, that was just a tangent from from what I got. Uh, did you get anything, Jeremy, this week? I didn't buy anything, but. Uh... As I referenced in the opener, I've been playing some God of War, and uh, got a board. So far, so far, it's fine. It's really, I'm not really not that bored. Um, I, it's really, it's really hard. And uh, one thing about it is that uh, I've been messing around with the settings trying to to remedy this, but it's one of those games where the text is way too small. Oh no! And yeah. so it gives you a lot of hints and stuff, and kind of like tutorials, and tries to teach you the controls. But I have a really hard time reading what the hell it says so i've gone into the settings a few times and i think i've kind of made it um more readable but um i got to this part where i got stuck and then i put it i dropped the difficulty level down one which i'm not proud of but i did because i 
that's it fine. Frustra- it was frustrating me. And when I did that, it was just like boring because it was way too easy. Mm. So I guess the idea is to master the combat system. So I've need, only been playing yeah. it for a day, like less than less than a day. But uh, I need to get better at the actual combat system so that it's fun. But um, it's between the small text and it, it has a very linear fear, feel so far. Yeah. Like even in the sense that while you're walking, like the camera like kind of locks you into like yeah. the direction you go. Yeah. It's, so uh, something about that, it doesn't feel. I kind of was expecting it to be more open world, like. Maybe it gets to that point at some, like somewhere in the game, but right now it feels really linear and, you know, very story driven, which is cool. So far, I, I have enjoyed the story. Yeah. Is it making you but, want to be a dad? <laughs> it's very, like, I understand the memes now about, like, the boy memes, because yeah. he says that literally to everything the kid says. The kid could be like, oh, look, that cloud looks like a mushroom. And Kratos would be like, boy. Boy, shut up before I hit you. Like, Basically being yeah, like basically being like, don't be a dreamer, stay focused, blah blah blah. Like no matter what the kid says, he's like, boy. It seems so. It seems so weird. Like to you, me. you yeah. meet somebody and they're like, oh, your mom. Where's your mom? Oh, my mom's dead. Spoiler: you find out at the beginning that yeah. she's dead. But and he's like, boy. <laughs> what his mom's dead? Like it's kind of healthy. He's able to talk about it. Yeah, it, it seems weird to me because Kratos was like such a piece of shit in like the other games and. Now he has a kid. Like is he much like, less of a piece of shit? Is he still a shit, piece of so shit? Far, I mean, that's what I, that's what I was seeing weird of like him with the kid, where the kid's just like daddy, and he's like, "Shut up, <laughs> shut up, let's go kill this uh, whatever over here. Let's go kill this Medusa and cut its head off and point it at people, like he did in the older games." But it's supposed it's, to make. I don't know. It's it's the story is still compelling, but he is he is Kratos for sure. Yeah. It's you know, they make... melt out like a fine cheese or whatever they say, but he's still like brutal killer guy. Yeah. And so soft heads and all that fun stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's supposedly it made the game like fresher now, I guess, because the, cause he has a kid now, but. I also like that you're not really on an escort mission with the kid. Like you might fear it would be. And it's yeah. also not like um, completely like resident evil five or something like that, where, you know, the whole, the mechanics are built on the, you having two characters, but your son's almost like a weapon, almost less than a character. So you have control of what he does to a certain extent, and you can like call for his aid while you're fighting. You can so, just wield him like a sword. Maybe at some point <laughs> I haven't upgraded the son weapon. All the way. There, there was, there is actually uh, going back to No More Heroes for one second. The the very first boss that you fight in No More Heroes, you like. You like go up the elevator and he's like sitting on a couch with with two women on him and he does like mm-hmm. throw the two women at you right when you get there. He does use them as <laughs> weapons, which I thought was uh, pretty awful but kind of hilarious at the same time. Because that's yeah, he's like sitting on a couch with these two girls and then he immediately uses them as uh, weapons against Travis. Like right when you get there, <laughs> that reminded me of that when you said uh, throwing the kid at, or using the kid as a sword or whatever. That's kind of what happens in that game. But I'd say I'd say it definitely reminds me of um, as far as like the dark, somber nature of it. It kind of reminds me a little bit of Last of Us. It, it, without the post-apocalyptic thing, you're still like kind of the story is opening after this like really sad event that's like affected the people's lives, and it opens with like basically so. I, what like I said, it, no spoiler because it's the beginning of the game, but it opens with you going and 
chopping down all these trees that have marks on them and you don't understand why you're doing that until later on you find out that your wife Kratos's wife knew she was dying so I take it he's remarried by the way because he killed his old wife but um, <laughs> he he went and like chopped down the trees she specifically marked for her funeral pyre because you're like in like a like Norse re- or you're like in Norway or something I'm not exactly sure but you're where like all the all the Viking gods are now instead of the Greek gods and so she's basically, I guess you, you, from that you learn that somehow you knew she knew she was going to die or something like that. So it kind of creates to the mis, as to the mystique of the story. But you actually bring the wood back, you pick up her body, you set the body on fire. You know that's the opening of the game, and so it's really dark how it how it gets going and um and brutal and everything. So it still feels like God of War, just like if you let. I don't know. You you flesh it out with a, a more heart heartfelt story. Mm, yeah. But you kept all the head ripping off and stuff in there. Yeah. For the kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for the kid <laughs> for the kiddies. <laughs> so that's what that's what you've been playing? Yep. Just, uh, just that. Yeah. Well, I've been playing a lot of the uh Mario Rabbids as well. Um hey, it gets I've... really hard in the third world. Are yeah, you're in the haunted world, right? That's yeah, yeah, it gets really hard. Um, it does, yeah. So I've kind of gone back and I've been going through some of the challenges. And I don't know whether or not that levels you up or if it just gives you money. But I was hoping, because I don't think you can really grind in that game. I think you just have to. Not really. Yeah, no, I don't you think, just I don't think to, you just like, have to work with what you, what you have. Yeah, so but you're, I'm but, just going to try to get all the best weapons and like upgrade the skill trees as much as I can. And Yeah. Well, I mean, I think, uh, don't you want, I mean, I think, can't you, like, unlock uh, extra levels that'll give you more uh, weapons and stronger weapons and stuff like that? That's, like, like, if you do that's better. That's what I'm working on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and also, don't forget that you can reset all of your attributes if you need to, which is really good. I haven't tried that yet, but yeah, you yeah. can just focus all on one thing if you need to. Or Well, yeah, you can, uh, like, if you're having trouble, you can, like, just completely, like, take all of them away and just start from zero. And and try to and you know try to rebuild your character in a different way, and that helps sometimes too. Like that was a really nice thing to be able to do on there. I might need to try that. It's got it's yeah. gotten really tough. Um, basically, yeah, like two of my characters will be great, and the other one will just get flattened. And it seems like that's no matter what team I make, that's the way it works out. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and also what kind of sucks is like sometimes you'll play a couple battles like in a row, and like you know. You, you will like get beat and then you won't get any of your life back on the like going into the next battle. So then if you're using the same people all the time and you have them built up but the other people aren't built up, you'll have to put people in there that are weaker and then you just get killed. I'm sure you've run into that too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I remember that <laughs> from that game. So you want to try to keep everybody fairly leveled so you can switch from one to another. But Which I difficult. haven't really done, so yeah. I have to like work on that too. Yeah, that's pretty much how I played it too. I just played the same guys. To a point, and then didn't really. Once I others. once I got Princess Peach, you know, I've been using her because she started out really strong. Yeah, but I I really like the Rabid Mario. He's probably my favorite character, other than Peach. I think just I, for being, yeah. she's strong. I know I used Luigi a lot because he had some cool moves on there. But uh, yeah, I mean, I'm glad you're still enjoying it. You've gotten about to where I got before I gave up on it, but I got to the Opera Boss, and I just I don't know. I think I just didn't want to go any farther after that. I was just like, okay. I mean, I, I always wanted to play more, but I just didn't get around to it. You know, one of those things. Yeah, well, that's what I've been playing on Switch and the Messenger, too. 
because I just want to exp- now I'm at ex- exploration mode where you kind of get to run around and mm. fuck around, which is kind of fun. Yeah. Hmm. Well, we could uh, we could use that as a tangent to what John said earlier. Sounds yeah. good. about the messenger. Um, our last, you know, our last episode. If you heard it, uh, we talked about our top games of the year, and uh, we did like a tally where, depending on how um, wherever wherever it placed in each of our lists, it got a certain amount of points, and and the messenger ended up being the winner of that. So I tagged them on on Twitter whenever I posted the episode, and I didn't put that they won. I just tagged uh, them, and I think I tagged like tagged like Twin Motion and Sega and some other people that were on there too just to get them to, to listen to it. But apparently the messenger listened to it because their Twitter like retweeted it and said, thanks for giving us game of the year. And they made a reference to the joke that we said last week about sending them something in the mail. And they said that they'd uh, check their mailbox or they'll keep checking their mailbox or something like that. That's, that's pretty cool. though. Listen to it. Yeah. I think that's, that's awesome that they actually listen to it. So yeah, if you're listening again, thank, thank you guys. That, that's yeah. really, really cool. You gave us a shout out like that. Mm-hmm. I'll say you already gave us a great game, so yeah, yeah didn't have thank, to thank you again. Give us that too, but that's cool. That's cool to do that. Did you get anything, John? This week, no, I didn't get anything. I thought you. I, I, I was confused. I thought you had maybe gotten the. Uh, you didn't get the way or the flat heroes one. No, I didn't get any of those. Um, yeah, I, I was just trying to decide whether or not I wanted to, but uh, I'm pretty busy this week, so I just decided to hold off on it. Sure. What, what was the weird cubic thing that you sent us then? Oh yeah, so. I was just looking around on the shop, and I noticed that there was this game, which I forget the name of it right now. Uh, it looked interesting to me. Oh, I think it was called Do- oh, Doodle Land, right? Was that the name of it? Doodle Land? Let me double check on that. But um, So I was watching the trailer for this game, and I noticed at the beginning, the makers of the company, uh, the makers of the game, the company, is Cubic Games, their logo was, um, shall we say, quite familiar. So... I'm holding the logo up for people on the stream right now. Uh, that's the logo for yeah. this company, Cubic <laughs> Games. Yeah, looks suspiciously like a GameCube logo. Yeah, with with the G like just dropped a little bit to the bottom. Right to make it a Q and the G, and, and then the company is called Cubic Games. So I just think that's I don't know. I don't know if that goes beyond like a like an homage to almost like straight up ripping off the GameCube logo. Is there any chance that that logo expired? Probably not. It hasn't been long that long. Probably not. The GameCube one. I think they just don't. Yeah. They probably just don't care. I don't know. Yeah, it's funny. I though. thought that was funny. It's like a broken. Yeah, it's like the broken GameCube thing that turns into a Q. Yeah, the game sure. is called Escape Dude Land. <laughs> yeah, Escape Dude Land sounds like a nightmare that I had once, <laughs> where I was stuck in a stuck in a sports bar that I couldn't leave. Escape Escape Dude Land. <laughs> And all the windows were TVs. <laughs> hey, man, those places. Let me out. Those places exist. Be careful. Well, uh, if you guys have talked everything that you played, you want to do like a we'll do a quick a quick news thing, and then we'll talk questions. Sure, we'll mm-hmm. talk reader questions. Here is the news. I promise you, it's the news. So Nintendo announced a couple things, which I think is prob- probably means that they're not having a direct. Right? That seems to be the consensus on that. Since they've showed some, I mean they. They announced the release date of Yoshi's Crafted World that has a release date now. And what is it, March? Yep, pretty which, soon. Which is good because I, I think that there was – um during one of the events, they kind of slipped that in there, just like unknown. Um, there was a – I forget which uh, – there was like some video game event and they did some uh, – they did some gameplay trailers of that last year. And I watched some of them, like some of the co-op stuff and all that. And it looked really cool actually. 
It reminded me a lot of uh, Woolly World, except uh, <laughs> you know, except newer with more stuff. But we didn't see anything about it at E3. Yeah, no, they didn't talk about it at E3, but it was uh, the event was after that when they did that. I forget what it was. Okay. Yeah, it was like probably like GDC or PAX or something like that. Maybe, and I feel like it was after yeah. PAX. But they, yeah, yeah, they did do uh, they did show some stuff of it. But yeah, that's kind of yeah, it's coming out um, March 29th. So the the North American and Japanese release on the same day. So that's not that far apart. But yeah, it looks it looks cool. I'm 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 sure I'm sure we'll end up getting it cuz uh just loves the Yoshi games and uh it looks like a lot of fun. I've never gotten any of the Yoshi games except for, you know, Yoshi's Island, but yeah. uh, the later ones I never got those. I feel like I thought really I thought Woolly World was good. I thought the one that was on Wii U was good. And I know they're like are they re-releasing that on 3DS? I feel like, or is it a no? No, they're re-releasing Epic Yarn on 3DS. Yeah, Yoshi and Poochie's Woolly World already. Happened. Oh no, they already did that. They already did release that on 3DS. That was before the mm-hmm. Switch was even out. When they were just pushing those Wii U stuff to, I think that was the same time as when uh, uh, Mario Maker was pushed to to 3DS. So yeah, but yeah, I got a release date end of March, not that far away. Um, they announced two games for the NES uh, Nintendo Online service. Yeah, this is um, weird. Yeah, kind of, kind of. Off, I guess. Um, yeah, not three games, but yeah, Adventures of Link and Blaster Master. Yeah, you normally get very cool. Normally, you get like three or four, so it's kind of weird to only have two. Yeah, so I'm kind of wondering, like, what what I'm wondering is maybe they're not going to do the SP versions anymore. I'm wondering if people are like not playing those. This is just me totally guessing, Mm -hmm. but maybe they're not doing the SP version and they still wanted to have a surprise game, so they're not announcing the third game. Oh, that's what. See, I would think the other way around. I would think that they would do uh-huh. like two SP versions of something. That's that's kind of where I'm at. Too. Yeah, and that's why they that only in Japan, where they've had a couple extra SP versions. Okay. Yeah, I mean they've done and like a, according to like the past couple, they've been like, oh, let's release like three and then some SP stuff. So I think there'll be an SP thing on there. I think there'll be two. Yeah, I think there'll be two and just those, which is weird. That maybe Although they, I would love to be, be proven wrong and there'd be a third like special game like Final Fantasy or, you know, maybe not Final yeah. Fantasy, but Dragon Quest or some some yeah. sort of RPG because there's no RPG yet. Yeah. yeah. Chrysalis. Well, I, that'd be cool. You, have, you, can get, you can get Chrysalis on there. I know. <laughs> I, already have, I already have Chrysalis. Yeah, but I want it for free. Well, you get Chrysalis, <laughs> you get Chrysalis in like 25 other games on that on that collection so it's worth it there's also there's also some sort of uh smash brothers event thing happening have you seen this it's like on your if you turn on your smash brothers on your on your switch there's a look at it there's like a double xp and an sp uh upcoming event double xp and sp experience and spirit points received from spirit boards battles will be doubled time to beef up those spirits it's kind of a weird uh a weird announcement, but I guess that's uh, yeah, it's supposed to happen this weekend actually, this Friday. So it'll be over the weekend. I guess that's their their equivalent to Splatfest or whatever, right? Not quite as exciting, but that's what that is. I think that on on the subject of the NES stuff, I think that they just expect that you're going to play Zelda two forever and just uh, not have to play anything else. Yeah, right? I don't know because <laughs> it's such an awful game. They're just going to be the next month. They'll have uh, SP Zelda two or you're invincible. Yeah, yeah, right. That'd be great. I, I would really love to actually be able to play through that game. There was it has a, me a little bit worried that there's only two. You know, two is not. Uh, I don't know. It's not a good rate. Like two a month. I hope they don't do two a month from now. On. Yeah. Well, yeah. Maybe there's some sort of. I don't know. 
with some sort of surprise. I mean, on the uh, subject of Dragon Quest, did you see all that like supposedly leaked Smash Brothers characters that are out there? Like supposedly people claim again that they've seen stuff, which I don't believe any of it. But they're saying like Ryu Hayabusa would be in there from uh, from Ninja Gaiden and uh, Erd. And I thought it was funny they said Erdric mm-hmm. from from Dragon Quest, which Lodo Roto wasn't called Erdric since like the NES Dragon Quest stuff when it was called Dragon Warrior. But that would be hilarious if he was in there. And I feel like if they were gonna do any of the Dragon Quest stuff, I feel like they should have a monster in there, not the hero. I think they're more interesting. I think you should put like the golem in there, or like uh, <laughs> I don't know, or like one of the you know. Of course, I want the golem in there because he's my favorite. But you know, I would I would rather see some sort of crazy Dragon Quest. Well, monster. now that Piranha Plant is in there, anything's yeah. possible. Yeah, right. As far as like bad guys go. Yeah, but people are on this kick that they think that because of the Joker announcement, there's going to be all these other ones that have to do with games that are will be announced in the future for Switch, you know, like oh, was, right. which which I did say uh, a while back that I that once Mortal Kombat 11 was announced for Switch, I felt that maybe it'd be cool if there's like Scorpion in there or something. Like I felt like that, Johnny maybe Cage. that should happen. Not Johnny Cage. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. Hand no. out photos and autographs. I mean, you got to have a, Mario. I nice. feel like I feel like if you got to have somebody in there, you got to have Sub-Zero or Scorpion. I mean, those guys are the main guys, right? I mean, I guess Liu Kang's technically the main guy, but I don't know. I feel like there's too many. I mean, Ryu's kind of like Liu Kang. You, you, I think you need somebody different, like like Sub Zero or Scorpion, in there. I think Raiden I mean, would be cool. Yeah, or Raiden, I guess. I don't know. I think. Well, I mean, if you played any of the uh, Injustice games, what was it? Scorpion and Sub Zero were both downloadable characters for those. I know they're the same company as Mortal Kombat and all that, but. I feel like those they would make more sense if they're going to bring somebody over to another thing. It would be one of those guys. I don't know. It would be cool to be able to pull your head off and shoot fire at people. <laughs> <It's a> scorpion. <laughs> I'd want to do that. I'd like to see Goro just to see the character design, like have him look all goofy and everything. Oh yeah, Goro would be great if they would do. Uh, it'd be cool if they had a claymation design. Uh, one of our listeners, uh, Future, who actually left a question, which we'll talk about in our second half here says either they're not having a direct or the direct will be so full of other stuff that they didn't have room for these announcements. Hopefully. That would mean there's more stuff to talk about. I mean, they'll have a direct, but yeah, like probably, that not, probably not tomorrow. Well, no. Of course they're not having Which one tomorrow. Which is what the rumor was. Yeah. I don't think they'll have one this month, even. That's what I'm saying. I'm predicting it right now. Won't even have a January one. Do you think, uh, you think we'll still have a January one, Jeremy? I would be surprised if we didn't, but... I guess if they are counting on their new releases to carry them through the month, then it would make sense to push harder in February for like the rest of the spring up up through E3. I also kind of think there's still enough glow off of Smash that they don't really need to do much in, in the way of conversation. Mm. People are having a great time with this game. Oh, and Maybe. the new Mar- uh, Mario, new yeah. Mario Brothers, yeah. Well, they still, right. uh, yeah, and there's also, uh, you know, I forgot to mention. I think we mentioned it last week very briefly after we went through our top list. But, yeah, Super Mario Brothers Deluxe is coming out this week, which is a great game. Um, it's also, like, what, a seven-year-old game now? Was it 2012 when it's that old, game came out? It's old, but it's getting really good reviews <laughs> on uh, – ro- or not Rotten Tomatoes. Where were the video game versions? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, it's on Rotten Tomatoes. That's how good it is. But uh, <laughs> a lot of people didn't play this game, and I'm one of them. Um, it's a good game, but, but knowing that it's out for the Wii U makes me like, eh. 
And also, it's sixty dollars. Come on, guys. I know well, that, that's why sixty dollars. I know this is Nintendo's thing, like re-release Wii U games at sixty dollars. But this game is like fucking like six, like six years old. Like, come on, guys. Like, yep. I mean, can you just? I mean, release it for like thirty or even forty. I think would be okay. I guess I, I say I say put it out for thirty. But for but, sixty dollars, uh, I, mean, I expect Bowsette to be in there. <laughs> I mean, sixty dollars wouldn't. I wouldn't pay $60 for Bowsette. You need a whole another <laughs> no. game in there. No. I mean, I already have the game. I guess, you know, it's cool to be able to play it on the go, and it is a really good game. I get, I, all of the new Super Mario Brothers games, like, my favorite ones were always the, uh, were always the console versions. Like, I feel like the Wii U one, the Wii one, those are probably the best ones. I like those a lot better than the DS or the 3DS one. So, I think it's, I think it's very good. I think it's probably one of the best new Super Mario Brothers, but, Release it for cheaper. <laughs> Don't make it yeah. sixty bucks just because whoever's in there, Toadette, you know, just because you have threw a deluxe on the title and gave it, you know, yeah. a new character. I, I think, think it's worth they had that. to make it make it sixty dollars to account for the length of the title. New Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe. This is plus just getting Super ridiculous. Luigi U. Yeah, plus I mean there Super is Luigi U. I mean it's a full game. I mean it's not a short game. I, I'll give you that. I mean. Yeah, it's. I mean, it. It's a full. It's a full blown Mario Brothers game, but it's just. I'm, an I'm old considering game. it. It's just sixty yeah. bucks is a lot right now, and uh, and it'll never go on sale probably. <laughs> I mean, the only other thing I'm looking forward to in the distant future, I guess. Well, what isn't a yeah? Probably the Yoshi game is the one that I think that I'll definitely buy. Yeah, I thought maybe you might think about Vesperia. I might think about Vesperia, but it comes yeah. out really soon, as in. Today. It comes in. It comes out in like uh, two days or today. If you're listening to the this on mm-hmm. on your uh, podcast listener of choice, it comes out today. But yeah, I mean, it's. I don't know. Last week you thought it was coming out on Friday, and you were okay with that. So <laughs> last Friday. But well, no. yeah, but since then I've remembered that I own three Tales games, and I've only beaten one of the three of them. So true. Well, I own t- I own two own two Tales game and only beat one. But but I actually own one. Surprisingly, that's like one of the few RPGs that I own. I own uh, Symphonia. Yeah, yeah. It tells of Symphonia. Yeah, I really liked Symphonia, and I think you know a lot of my love for Symphonia had to do with the timing of it. That yeah. it came out on the GameCube, right? And there wasn't anything else to play like that on the GameCube, and really, that's the only option I had at that point in my life to play a good JRPG. So I just yeah. played the shit out of that because it just mm-hmm. fell into my life. It was free, like. It was my roommate's girlfriend. Yeah, uh, had it because her she borrowed it from her brother or something. So I just played her copy of it. So it was free. Also, that was mm. a big reason I loved it. Yeah, I got it because well, I wanted to see something a little bit more cinematic on the GameCube, which like with like anime cutscenes, I thought that was cool. And then I got the Player's Choice version, so it was twenty bucks. Oh, okay. Yeah, I got it when it came yeah. out. But yeah, no, it did. It definitely had anime cutscenes in there and all that. And it was very like it was cel shaded and it was very cartoony. And that's right. what I'm hoping from for the new one. I'm hoping that one's cartoony as well. They've stuck with the cel shading style. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they all honestly. I mean, I think all of them kind of look the same from what I've seen. But I don't. I haven't played that much of them. But they just kind of feel like the same thing, but like you know HD and all that, like better, you know, less jaggies and all that fun stuff. But yeah, I think uh, is there anything else that I missed on the news here? Or let's or do you yeah, take one a break more thing. And... So finally, we're going to be able to play uh, Duck Hunt on our modern TVs thanks to Hyperkin. Oh they yeah, they are releasing a modern uh, zapper for modern TVs. So 
I don't know how this exactly works. I was starting to read the article a little while ago, but yeah, they've done something um, in order to make a light gun actually work on, on modern TVs. Weird. Yeah, I, I read some of it too, but I didn't know. I didn't understand exactly how it worked because the on the old one on the old TVs didn't like do like a flash or something like on the right, like the whole screen would go it, black it was except a one square of light. Uh-huh. Yeah. So the gun was a camera, and it was capturing the location of the dot and basing the collision or whatever off of that. Mm-hmm. Well, they've already done this. Like they did this with a. Uh, the Wii U and all that, like it, if you, you need some sort of sensor bar. So if they are like finding a way to like have it recognize what's happening on an HD screen, then I guess it would have to somehow, there'd be some attachment you would need, right. In order to use it with like the switch or the PS4 or something. I don't know. Like, will it, is it, is it going to like interact with the TV or do you have to put something on the TV for it to interact? Let's see. Um, because like they did it have says it a, uses a special HD adapter to sync its sensor with the television that it's attached to, making the old black and white screen trick work work once more. Okay, okay. but you have so to, it's synced with the TV somehow. The refresh, right. but it'll sync. But it'll sync through an original NES or like through a HD NES or what do you think? Through an original NES. In fact, you can only use an original NES. You can't use any of the modern. Uh, old school consoles. Wow. Oh. Okay. So you would have to use like the AV output into your HD TV, which hopefully has that input on it, which did 4K TVs even have those anymore? Or do you need like some sort of adapter to turn it into an HDMI to do it? Because hooking up an NES know. to an HD TV is not an easy thing unless it has that, you know, because already that was like it had the cable dongle thing, you know, the original did. I don't know. I'll have to see one working and see like how it works and all that to get it going. But yeah, is that if that's all, I think we could take a break and then we'll come back. Let's take Sounds a break. Good, all right, cool. wanted to do a reader email episode so i basically posted on every sort of social media to try we to get readers now to try to get people to uh to to try to get to try to get people to um you know send in questions and stuff and we did have a few so what i'm going to do is uh i'm going to read off the ones that we have and then i'm going to put i'm going to put the i already wrote them down on pieces of paper i'm going to put them in this mario hat here and shake it around and pick from it, and whoever I pick will receive a ten dollar eShop card from Nintendo Main Podcast. So that's what you get for uh, participating Ooh. in our uh, thing. I and know you can I, get it immediately; like you don't have to wait to have it shipped. You that's true. Yes, I you. can send you. I'll probably just send you the code straight, so you won't actually technically get a physical card. I'll probably just send you the code from Amazon, but but we'll see um, if. Uh, I basically got response from people through like Facebook or Twitter, so I'll try to I'll message you or comment on whatever 
wherever your comment was, just to let you know if you won or not. I know last week I was talking about giving away more for that, but that'll be maybe that'll be a future thing when we get more responses. I feel like we didn't get we there didn't might get, even we be a second much. prize because yeah. there's another prize that still there floating is. in the ether. <laughs> oh yeah, there, there is, is still there is still a <laughs> another thing floating in the ether, which is. It's not a Switch game, but it is a Nintendo game. But you don't. But it's not for. It's you know, it's Haunted Haunted Halloween '86. It's still floating out there. It sure is. Please, please buy it. I mean, uh, I. I mean, I might as well just take it, even though I deleted Steam off of my computer and I can't even do it anymore. So, I don't. That's why you don't have it already. That's why I don't have it. Yeah, true. Well, and also I wanted the fans to have it, but our fans seem to seem to be silent, which is fine. But yeah, this is how we're doing it. Maybe they're so, scared of Halloween games. Yeah, but we do. I do feel like we have enough. I feel like we have enough questions to keep it uh, to keep it going for. Uh, I mean, we already have like an hour on the episode, so I feel like it'll still be a decent episode. Yeah, and if you're if you're watching, and you got any more questions? Ask away. Yeah, and if anybody's yep. uh, anybody's on there who wants to say something, I will write your name down, and you will be in the you will be in the contest for sure. So. I have there's extra pieces of paper here that I got that I will write down your uh Whoa, an analog <laughs> I will I will digital write, to analog conversion. We'll I'll write down here. your name for your question <laughs> and you will be in the contest for this ten dollar eShop credit. So you know, get to it. Get to the messaging over there. And if uh I was gonna say if you should if you're still on here, we could just read yours right now. Yeah, I think you're still on here. So let's just do that. Uh first first uh, actually the very first question that I got off of Twitter from a friend of the show, uh, guest, uh, future, Ra- future rascal. She asked us, is Tom Nook a villain or a hero of Animal Crossing? What are you guys' thoughts on that question? I think he's sort of the, the cold, indifferent embodiment of capitalism in the Animal Crossing world. I don't know. I, I, I don't think he's... I don't think he's really evil. You think, uh, you think, he, you think wait, he represents wait. like the the market, the Hold force on. of the market? Wait, so wait, right. you said that he embi- he's the embodiment of capitalism, yet he's not evil. I mean, I think capitalism in itself. Well, is the evil. whole system. So yeah, I would I would argue, you know, that this is a good question because uh, there is no bad guy in the game, so to speak. The only thing that you would consider bad, like in a video game, whatever's inhibiting you from like getting to the final goal, whatever you have to like. Uh, Yes, yeah, whatever boundary, to, like, yeah, get to the goal, sure. And the only and Tom Nook's definitely a villain in that regard. You can't get the ultimate like house. You can't win the ultimate <laughs> win without pay, completely paying off your house yeah. and getting all the upgrades and uh, getting the statue and stuff. Well, I think I think what some people's uh, and this isn't necessarily my viewpoint, but I think some people's viewpoints on Tom Nook is that by him by giving you a free house like right when you get there like no you know like no strings attached or whatever aside from having to pay it back is that he kind of like controls you now i guess now that he can hold yeah. us above your head but he only i mean he's like a free to play game he, yeah well yeah i guess you could say the, he's like a freemium sort of yeah but i think he only he holds it above your I don't feel like he necessarily holds it above your head. And like in the GameCube one, he only made you work like one day at his store. And then after that, you can do whatever you want. You can walk around, you can find seashells, you can sell shells to, to buy your house, you know? He only asked for like a very small amount of money too at a time. So you could spend literal human years paying off your debt in the smallest yeah. way possible. Oh, yeah, you could. Is the only argument for him being good that he gave you a house? Is that the only thing good about him? I think he, I think he's a good guy. I I, mean, I I would be on the side of Tom Nook being a good guy. 
Does he do things for you? I don't it's think been a long he... time since I played Animal Crossing. Throughout, like, hey, I'll be a buddy and I'll do this thing for you, whatever. Does he do anything else besides give you the house? He's the one who helps you find jobs to make money. But then again, he it's the money's for him. Yeah, I mean, well, in yeah. the... In the, I remember in the GameCube one, you work you work for him for like a day. Like you have a shift at the at the Nook store or whatever, and that's what you do. But other than that, he doesn't really. He's not he's not going to like kick you out of your house. You know, he's not going to like show up at your door all the time, like asking for money and all that. He but doesn't I, have goons. Well, he kind of does, but they don't come after you. His kids, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, it is kind of funny. Like the more you you know, the more you pay to him, the bigger his store gets and all that. But that's kind of part of the. I mean that's part of kind of part of the whole thing of him giving giving you the house and all that you know I don't think uh, that I, also represents your progress in the game. It's true, yeah. So because that, of that, yeah. I think it's like the villain's castle is getting bigger. Yeah, I think he's a villain. <laughs> you, well, you if, think... if, if the game has to have a villain, Tom Nook is the villain. I will say that. Okay, well, yeah, by your rationale, and I'm especially that... referring to the first game because like. I know there's been variations in how it's worked yeah. after the first game, but mm-hmm. the very first game, I mean, you get locked into debt whether or not you like it from yeah. the very beginning. But and uh, that becomes your ultimate goal to get out of debt for the whole game. Supposedly, um, well, Fuchsia says that Tom Nook gives 90% of his money to charity, according to a happy home designer. <laughs> so, But he also uses, I mean, I don't think it's only 10% that's helping him rebuild his uh, his his like store, his nook way or whatever it's called at the time. You know I mean? I mean, this was, and if he gives, if he gives 90% to charity and he's still able to upgrade the store to be this big, huge store, or whatever. What's he really doing? What's his side hustle? What's his, <laughs> it's a fraud. I, I, think, I think he's got something. Else or how much is he actually making laundry. and how much of that is blood money? So <laughs> maybe he is giving a lot of bloody money charity. <laughs> well, sure. He's helping one, like, one group, but in the meantime, he's greatly damaging some other group by, you know, holding holding debt over their head their entire lives. Do you feel like those other? I mean, what about all the other animals that are in the town? Aren't they like buying shit from him? Isn't he getting money from them? He's kind of like student loans. He's selling me. Yeah, but he's not like calling you, and and he's not going to like take money out of your paycheck if you get a job at like uh, that's true at like uh you know the Able Sisters or something. If you get a job at some other place <laughs> in town. I don't think he's going to dock your pay like student loans would, you know. There's no Animal Crossing prison you can go to if you like don't pay your debts or anything like that. I mean, there is a cop. There's 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 a dog cop in there. I, I know. I, I don't know what he does aside from like collect litter, but uh, there's there's a there's a dog, and I think that you can put a police station in there in the 3ds one. But I think Tom Nook had something to do with why there's no laws in Animal Crossing. There's no, there's no really no laws. You can go in and steal stuff from the Lost and Found. Wouldn't that be, uh, wouldn't that be more like a Tortimer though? Wouldn't that be more in the mayor's side of deciding like, what's, so. uh, yeah. what's? But law I think Tom not? Nook has greased enough palms that he can get away with whatever he wants just by eliminating like. There's no such thing as crime, so I can do whatever I want. <laughs> so he's Tom, a raccoon too, right? He, raccoons are shady. Yeah. Well, I think he's like a. Oh, uh, that's a stereotype. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Don't be animalist. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Raccoons are fine. <laughs> just, just they're to, they're thumb possessing non-human persons. They just they just knock over trash every once in a while. You know, no big deal. <laughs> I think uh, I don't know. Maybe he's like a mob boss, <laughs> Tom Nook. He d- secretly he runs the town, 
is, is what you guys are trying to say, right? Well, okay, so he's doing great within your town, and you see like the good side of him, but there's thousands of other towns where he's just completely like scary, and like no one wants to see Tom Nook. Like if they find out Tom Nook's going to be there that day, they, everyone's like shitting their pants, like Tom Nook's going to be here today. <laughs> he's oh gonna, my god, he's going to break my legs. To look perfect. <laughs> I feel like those happy home designer, uh, but they, in his hometown of whatever India, Tom Nooks, you know, he's happy and joyous, and he's got his little his little storefront that he's building out, and his his children are being raised there, and they're attending the local school system, and everything's all happy <laughs> and joyous. In in, in Nintendo Landia. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so what? So what is the vote then? Uh, what? Who says? Uh, I guess we'll take a vote. Who says Tom Nook is bad? Are you saying bad or good? What are you guys saying? No, I've changed my mind. No, I think he's evil. I think he's so bad that he looks good. He can hide in plain sight. <laughs> okay. So so that, I guess that means that he – I mean, that's too – like, no matter what I voted, that would automatically he's bad. Yeah. So Tom Nook is bad. He is a he's he's a gangster. <laughs> he's he's a you know he he may seem good. All that charity that he only does that because he steals all his money, so he can tax write it off. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> so he didn't have. On to the pay flip taxes. side, KK Slider is a bastard of pure light. <laughs> KK Slider is wonderful. Love that guy. Yeah. He's a he's a magical dog with a with a guitar. What more do you want? Magical dog guitar. That's where it's at. KK Slider is. Uh, what's his name? That um, whose uh, guitar said this machine kills fascists. Who was that? Was that Woody Guthrie? What? <laughs> I think it was Woody Guthrie. He had a, he was a folk singer, and he had his his guitar had a sticker on it that said this guitar kills fascists. Or it didn't say this guitar kills fascists. It said this machine kills fascists. Okay, but uh, I think I but that's that, what yeah. I, that's what I think of uh, KK Slider within the Animal Cross world. Like he's just like, well, I exist on the fringe. I only show up every Thursday night, you know, on promenade or whatever. But I'm I'm doing my part. I'm 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 sowing the seeds of discontent that we need to overthrow this this Tom Nookian government. I would totally watch a sitcom with uh, Tom Nook and KK Slider as roommates. I think that'd be a great show. Bow 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 bow. Can like Tor- can like Tortimer live that did live down the street or something? Just Tortimer is on- like the Costanza character, and then well, yeah. Tortimer like owns the place. Well, he used to. He retired in New Leaf, but yeah. <laughs> I wish uh, I know there. There's an Animal Crossing movie. Like there's an Animal Crossing anime movie, which I tried to get a hold of, but there's no. As far as I know, I couldn't find an English translation for it. But I really want to see that movie. I hear it's great. So uh, wow, it's I not, didn't know there was a movie. It's not quite a. It's not quite a Nook and <laughs> Nook and uh, KK. You know, um, sitcom, perfect, still perfect strangers, sitcom perfect strangers, yeah, yeah. <laughs> KK, stop playing the guitar so much. I'm trying to sleep. <laughs> Nook, like, uh, why do you have all your Where's kids here? Where's your half here? of the rent? <laughs> He's like, why do you have all your kids here, man? Like, there's only room for two of us, <laughs> not like six. And why do you live here if you have a family? Like, come on. If you're you still on your side of the apartment, it's got to be that episode. And Tom Nook's side is like super decked out and like all the best swag. <laughs> KK's just got like a bench, <laughs> a bench and a guitar. That's, That's all, all I need, man. A, a bench, a guitar, his uh, his dog, his dog collar. This is over there for from, some reason. A street he, lamp before he could before he could talk and play guitar back when he was a, back when he was a, you know. But yeah, uh, Tom Nook, uh, evil. I guess is our uh, that that could be that could be its own at its own episode. There we could get into some deeper conversations on the evilness of Tom Nook. I'm sure. I mean, we've definitely given a backstory to 
why yeah. Tomnick and <laughs> why KK Tomnick Slider and hate each other so much because one at one point they were really close. But as <laughs> friends, you know, Tomnick was pissed that KK Slider got all the all the animals. He became the well. Maybe maybe <laughs> Tom Nook tried to play guitar once too, and he just wasn't as good at it. Maybe they were in a band. How about that? And and they split up over one girl or something that Tom Nook ended up marrying. They were in a punk rock band, and then, uh, KK didn't. Tom Nook like <laughs> decided he liked capitalism. He's like KK Slayer's like you can't be in the band anymore if you like capitalism. He's like capitalism is awesome. You're a sellout, man. So he got kicked out of the band. He played the tambourine. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say he was at least like the drummer or something, man. Don't give him a the tambourine is such a non instrument. I mean, KK could play the tambourine with his head if he wanted to. That's true. <laughs> he could attach it to his guitar and like just shake it around while I'd say Tom Nook played a mean xylophone. We'll we'll give him that. <laughs> like <laughs> a marimba or something like I, that. I could see that. And now he just sells them in his shop. Yep. Uh good good question, Fuchsia. Um well <laughs> on the uh, evils of Tom Nook or or Good, good of Tom Nook. The whole, the nature of Tom Nook. The necessary evil of Tom. <laughs> he needs to keep the town going. Maybe that's what we're going to get with the new Animal Crossing game. Maybe they will eventually solve that. You know, they they will tell you like what really happened. But the more you get to know Tom Nook, the more like he sends you on like missions to the other towns, and they're like these dystopian like landscapes. He says, "Hey, go fuck it up over there." Go what if it. you did? What if there was an Animal Crossing game like that where you had to go to all the towns that people abandoned and like clean them up? Yeah, that would be weird. Oh, what like they're slums and you want to like go like because they're uh, like abandoned towns that people started in the old Animal Crossing and they're filled with weeds too. and you got to go uh-huh. you gotta pluck, pluck all the weeds and kill all the roaches in the house. Ugh. Yeah, that's a bad idea actually. I mean, when was the last time you returned to your GameCube Animal Crossing town, Jeremy? That's oh my god, what it looks like. I don't even know if I have. I mean, I have the save file, but I don't have the game. Oh, you don't? Oh, no. I have. I was gonna say I have two copies, but no, I don't. I have a, I have two boxes, and I have two memory cards because, uh, because when I sold one of my GameCubes, me stupidly, I sold it with Animal Crossing the game inside the GameCube. Ooh, I was so pissed about that, so I bought another one. But I didn't have the. I had the. I had the saves. My sound was saved. I just you just had to buy another disc. Yeah, I just I gave. I, I like uh, my GameCube broke, and I sold it as a broke GameCube to. GameStop and it had Animal Crossing in it and I didn't look and so I bought another one. But I had but I had I bet, I bet the employee thing, knew it. I had the save yeah. so it didn't really matter. But I bought it again. It was cheap. I bought it again for like less than twenty bucks. But yeah. Didn't they even like try to test the GameCube when when you were selling it to them? They just took it as well, was. It was sold as a broken. No, I probably oh, sold it as broken. Was, he said it was broken. Yeah. Actually, okay. they uh, the GameStop that I most GameStops will take used and broken stuff at the same amount. Of money, so it didn't really matter whether it was, you know. But no, they didn't. They didn't test it. They, I just said, you know, I said it was broken, and they said, and I, and I did the same thing with, uh, what is it? I got, I got a, I got a faulty Yakuza four from GameStop that would, that wouldn't load after it. Basically, got to chapter four and like wouldn't load after chapter mm-hmm. four. Like it wouldn't load. It would just freeze after this cutscene, and I couldn't play it any longer. And I turned that in, and it, it was. I told them it was broken. They're like, oh no, we. We pay the same for broken that we do used, so just shows to show how little they play for they pay for used. But you know, anyway, they didn't check it. They didn't know. I mean, they probably found out later. But but it happens. You know, my last Wii that I bought had two games in it, like stuck in the <laughs> system. So or no, it had, or no, it had one. It had Call of Duty Upside Down. Is what it was. So it was all scratched. <laughs> it was like one of the. It was like Call of Duty Black Ops. Whatever was on Wii. It's it a Stranger Fiction Call of Duty mashup. Yeah. 
<laughs> but yeah, good question there. Let's uh, move on to uh, Tim's question. Tim says, I'm still playing Breath of the Wild after purchasing it on launch day. Just finished getting all the memories, but still have around 45 shrines left. I think I'm going to shrine hunt until I have all 120 before beating the game, but I'm tempted to head straight for the castle. How do you guys normally approach games like this? Do you rush through the story to see how it all ends, or are you sticklers for collecting everything before taking on the big boss? Thanks Collect for everything. I mean... Before the boss? Yeah. Yep. Well, but you didn't do that, Not John, me. right? Not me. I mean... I haven't beaten the big boss yet. Oh, you still haven't beaten Breath of the Wild, have you? No, what are you no, doing? I'm, what are you I'm, doing with your I'm, life, man? Now that you got all this time to play games, why don't you just fucking complete Breath of the Wild, man? That should be your mission for next week, sir. It's to complete Breath of the Wild. Yeah, no, I'm, but I'm the stickler <laughs> type. See, I like to, especially with Zelda, I like to beat everything. Yeah, uh, through and through. In fact, that's the reason why it took me I don't know how many years. Sounds to me like, like you should be playing Simon's Quest instead now. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> oh yeah, now that he's your new main. <laughs> that's true. Zing. Yeah, no, I, I, um, it took me like seven years or something to beat Twilight Princess for that reason. I just wanted to like get every little thing and then, you know, as, as, as you do, I fell off it and yeah, Skyward Sword, same thing. I wanted to beat every little thing. It took me a long time to beat that game. I take my time with Zelda's because I love them and I, I'm sad when they're over. So yeah, I like them not being over, but you can come back and do more. I mean, I, for me, I guess it, the way I look at it is it depends on how intriguing the extra stuff is for you to collect. Like, if it's really fun to get, then maybe, yeah, you'll try to get everything. Because most of the Zeldas, I do try to get all the hearts, bef- at least before I beat the boss, you know. I want to get all the heart pieces. And I wanted to do that for Breath of the Wild, but I kind of got to the point where I was just kind of tired of looking for shrines, and I just wanted to, I wanted to fight Ganon, so I went to... So I went to Ganon. You know, it's like I want to. I was like, I want to see the end. I'm like, I want to go to. I want to go to Ganon's castle. You know, so I just. And I actually, yeah. I went there, and I think Jeremy did it early, right? You did I did it even too. earlier. I, uh, yeah. I was like definitely not ready. I didn't think I was ready, and I was taking my sweet time, and I was, you know, I was at like eighty something shrines. I didn't have that many, um, and uh, but I had the master sword and all that bull crap, and I had like loaded up on ancient arrows and all that stuff. So I'd done some grinding of its own. Um, in my own way, but uh, I I don't know. Like one night, I was like playing Zelda, just like looking for shrines, doing whatever, and I just had this this itch to just like I'm just gonna run uh, the center. And, I, and admittedly, I think I had had a few beers that night, but I was like, I'm just gonna run to Hyrule Castle and see what happens. And I ended up dying, but I did get to Ganon, and I did like fight him. Okay, so uh. After that, I was like, well, shit. I mean, I've done it already. I might as well just try to beat it because I got pretty far. So I'm like, if I just like bring a bunch of healing items that I didn't have at the time, then I'm going to beat it. And I did. So it was one of those things where like I could have waited longer because I was underestimating myself. But then I learned like he wasn't. I don't know. Sorry. Spoiler. But <laughs> like if you have, it, you know, you might want to play without healing items, but. Zelda lets you just stack up as many healing items as you want. Yeah. Breath of the Wild specifically. So you don't need to worry about dying at all after a certain point in that game. You can just pause it, restore all your hearts, and you've always got Mepha's Grace there to, to catch you if you fail. Yeah, yeah. You can have you can have some fairies ready to go, you know. It's really hard to die after a point in that game. So 
you already know you can beat the big bad, then I kind of understand like putting off the just seeing the credits and all that. Mm-hmm. But for me, it was just kind of like, I'm just going to beat it, and then I'll feel good that I beat it, that I beat the new Zelda, and I can go back and play it, which I still do. And I was actually just playing it the other day. Yeah. And I, I think I have 96 shrines now. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've not even hit 100 yet. I don't think I, I don't think I did either. I don't even remember how many I got to, but I don't think I hit hit quite a hundred. I feel like in in the in answering the question of like whether you want to go straight through the story or find the extra stuff, I feel like it's it all depends on how the game is made. Like uh, like my my favorite game of last year, Ease Eight. Like I really enjoyed doing all the stuff on that, so I went through and did all of the extra quests before I beat the game on that one. And also, I did find out that there were different endings that if you didn't do it, so I guess that does have to do with it. You know, like, take something like Majora's Mask, for instance. Like, you you know, you don't want to go through all the story of that without getting all the masks, because then the, you know, because the ending will be different, and you won't get the Ani Link mask and all that stuff. So, mm-hmm. I think it depends on the way the game is developed, but I felt like Breath of the Wild in particular was, like, just so big that I just kind of, like, gave up eventually, and I'm like, I just want to beat this game, you know, so I just went and... It's not even necessarily giving up. It's just that I mean, I gave up. I mean, I gave up on finding all the shrines. Is what yeah, I mean. yeah, yeah. You check it off. Finding everything like, else. Yeah, it's still compelling enough. That game specifically is still compelling enough that I return to it. And I've been playing a separate file where I'm just playing through the game again, like just trying to go through it at different pace on hard mode. No, well, or actually, hero I mode or whatever. Going as yeah. Well. So yeah. I guess I have three files concurrently going. Yeah, yeah. I saw you. Were, I saw you were playing that again. But yeah, it's kind of, and I wasn't, I wasn't like trying to give up on the game. Don't get me wrong. Like I went, th- I wanted to go through and beat the boss. And plus, we did. I did want to do like a because you had already beaten it, and I wanted to do like a spoiler cast episode for for Nintendo Main and all mm-hmm. that. So it did have to do with the show, which most of my video game playing does have to do with the show. Of course, it's all based around having stuff to talk about on this and all that. But for that, I just kind of I wanted to beat it. But then when all the DLC came around and the and the motorcycle and all that. I basically, once I got the motorcycle, I went back through the game. Like, I went back to exploring the game again and found a bunch more shrines because I love that motorcycle, you know? So it was like, it kind of, it's, or like what you were saying with the messenger, where like you went through and beat the messenger, but now you want to go back and find all the coins and stuff. It's like, I think it's all about how much the story is like pulling at you to see the end of it, mm-hmm. or whether you'll just like keep, and I think the Zelda games have always been like, the side story stuff is a lot is a lot of fun, so it's very easy for you to get distracted in that, like when you're not right and not just Breath of the Wild. The- yeah, Breath of the Wild is also like a huge example, and in, in being like it's a huge game, so getting everything in Breath of the Wild, like to me, it just boggles my mind because I'm already at like over 140 hours. I'm probably closer to like 120 or whatever if you like knocked off the other files I've been playing, but mm-hmm. like. I- I still have less than a hundred shrines and I have not even really even begun to touch like side quests of like villagers and town and stuff. You know, I've done some of them, the ones I had to, I did get all the memories. That was yeah. a good one. And I, I did yeah, that, that without consulting a guide, which was probably my greatest feeling of accomplishment mm. from the game. I did make but, sure. Uh, yeah. I did make sure to get all the memories before I went to the end of the game for sure. Like before I get to, so I guess for me getting all those memories to me was like beating the game. Now that I remember it, like, like finding all those was like huge. And then just like, then the daunting task of getting all the shrines, Mm -hmm. like I still go back and I'm, I'm using heroes path mode and everything. And I haven't looked at a map to find out where all the shrines are. Like, you know, like a, a strategy guide. So I'm still trying to find all the shrines that way and um i can't find a bunch of them like i'm still like bewildered that i go to these areas on the map that i 
obviously it shows that I've never been to and it's still not my like my Sheikah slate's not telling me there's shrines around. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember like these huge areas of space, and yeah. I'm like, but there's surely there's got to be shrines here. Well, how well, I've never yeah. been here before. I, yeah, <laughs> when, when I was playing it, I I thought that there was a hundred shrines, and that's it. I just remember hearing it um, somewhere, and I was just surprised that you know I was like, I think I'm, I think I put in two hundred hours into that game, and I was just surprised I was still finding shrines so late into the game and I think I'm now at 120 or, or I know I'm close to the top number but yeah um, just that you kept finding shrines so late into the game was amazing to me yeah I remember you saying on one of our episodes like being like come on man you know like enough with the shrines like because you just kept finding them <laughs> everywhere you know kept finding them yeah 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 and then and that's I also, one of the things I, go ahead I also, I also like to complete the game because I personally like the side quests and little side stories the most. Like that's my favorite part of Zelda. Mm-hmm. I like seeing all the quirky characters, and I want to make sure I see every one of those little things. So yeah. that's why I, I, I want to beat it completely before I actually go and fight fight Ganon. Sure. Um, did you, the one uh, what I was saying about the uh, when we were talking earlier about the memories and all that. One of them, mm-hmm. I did have to look one of them up because that final memory is in the castle, in mm-hmm. Ganon's castle. So that's one I couldn't find because I was like, I'm going to find all the memories before to the castle. But then I found out later that I have to go into the castle to find the final memory. And you found that one without help, Jeremy? I did. I actually one? found that one before I found the final memory. Okay. Or I, my final memory I found was in the uh, battlefield uh, where the hero lost or whatever. Oh, okay. I'm pretty sure that was the last one I got. I ended up getting that one. Um, I don't know. Like I said, I had returned to Ganon's castle a few times after that first time I ran to it. But uh, I did recognize an area when I was there. I don't know. I got lucky, but I did. I did. I think that was either the third or second to last memory I found. Yeah. But it was not the final. Yeah. Yeah. But it was kind of – yeah, I remember I just looked everywhere that I thought looked like that memory, and I just couldn't find it, and I just got frustrated, so I looked online. And then I found out that it was in – that it was actually in there, so – that it was actually in the in the castle. But yeah, good good question, Tim. I hope that I hope that uh, somewhat answers what you're saying. I think what it boils down to is how intriguing the – That's true. How intriguing the side quests are, are versus how intriguging the main story is. So like, is. for instance, I haven't beat um, Ukulele – in fact, I've barely played it, but that's a game I don't ever plan on getting all the yeah. side quests in. Or beating. Or or, or beating, uh, probably. Why, why did or you maybe bring, ever playing again. I mean, why did you bring up ukulele? That's a weird... Well, that, that's, a, that's a game that I can bring up where there's a lot of stuff to do. Yeah, but you're not going to do it. Yeah, sure. I mean, I, I've, someday I may someday I may actually try to beat that game, but I'm not going to do everything. Sure. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. I feel like what I what my favorite. The first Banjo Kazooie I did though. I will say Banjo Kazooie is a great example of a game where the very first time I beat it, I got everything because I wanted to. Well, Banjo Kazooie was also another game that getting everything had a, made an impact at the end, made a difference, like finding all mm-hmm. the Jinjos and all that. So I mean, it depends on how the game is set up. But I, I've said before. Like the the kind of the perfect game to me is I like a game that like where there's where the side story stuff is as fun as the main story. 
I always wanted mm-hmm. to have something where it's a mixture of like Animal Crossing and Zelda. Where like if you want to like hang out with your neighbors and exchange furniture, you can do that, or you can go to the castle and fight the bad guy. You know, I always wanted that to be mm. a game. You know, and some and what was it? Uh, that Ruin weird factory. That weird game that was on my uh, list last year for uh, 2017. Um, I forget. I forget what it was called offhand now. But uh, but yeah, there was a game that was like that where you like built the town and you also went off and did, did stuff. It was made by the guy who did Secret of Mana. It was really good. But uh, not good enough for me to remember it apparently. But it was two years ago, so leave me alone. But yeah, no, I think that's I think that's what the answer to the question is there on that. But yeah, thanks for the question, Tim. We're we'll move on to the next one. Let's see what else do we got? Okay, so uh, so Edwin actually sent us two questions. I'm not going to enter his name in twice for the for the drawing, but I do want to read both of them because I think they're both great questions. Um, so here's here's his first one. It's the year it's the year 2023. What does be what does being a Nintendo fan look like? Switch two, Switch one still going strong. A true Nintendo handheld has emerged. Nintendo has finally given in and become a third party juggernaut. Where do you see the company in five years? I definitely don't see Nintendo as being a third party system because they've said it before. I like, I like how everything he lists is still <laughs> is Nintendo still being successful though. He yeah. does at least yeah. say that a third party. If juggernaut, Nintendo's a third yeah. party, they're at least a juggernaut. Yeah. I don't want I, I, I don't, I'm a juggernaut bitch. I don't I don't want Nintendo to make stuff for PlayStation or Xbox though, because part of the fun in Nintendo is just the weirdness that they make into their systems, you know, like the toy makers and all that. And you won't have like Joy Cons or like you know, or like whatever other weird like vitality sensors, which I guess never came out, but you know, like weird stuff like that. I kinda I like those things. Even though, you know, we can complain about it's becoming more add-ons more gimmicky and stuff. seeming though, right? Yeah. Like everything, like computing power is becoming more and more standardized because it's becoming cheaper and cheaper to make these really high powered chips. And then, like, everything still keeps expanding and, like, uh, memory keeps improving every year. And the cost of making new chips gets cheaper. And, and so there is a point at which, like, you would literally have to make a new console every year to stay with the market which it already kind of already is happening like to stay on the cutting edge yeah so like would there be a point where nintendo would just be like what about like uh in the latest fire stick i think we might have talked about it last episode i can't remember but where you could get sega games on fire stick yeah actually download like the sega games like will there become a point where nintendo's just like well people already have all this flash memory and these devices to interface with their television why don't we release our new software on that and just like cut out the middle hardware development? Like it kind of does make sense at the astronomical rate that technology is improving that Nintendo could be a third party, but still be a juggernaut. Like Edwin said, well, actually uh, related to that, um, the president Shintaro Furukawa. Yeah. I saw about two weeks ago. He gave him an interview. You yeah, saw that, right? I saw that, but I don't think he actually said that they're going to get out of consoles. I think what he was trying to say is that maybe in the future there might be a time when consoles don't exist. That's what he yeah, was trying I think to say. I feel like a lot of people misread that. I feel like a lot of people misread that article. But right, I mean, right. but on that same subject of what Jeremy's saying, like, I'm just glad that Nintendo are still in there and they're making things like this. Like, I think that the Switch yeah. is a wonderful thing, and it was always what I wanted. Like, I've, I've said it before, you know. Like even before we even had a podcast, that like the Game Boy Player was like my favorite thing ever because it was portable and and you could play it at home. Yeah, I remember you saying that on episode negative twenty eight. 
I probably did. You mean like episode real life? It was <laughs> we before we talking. existed. Yeah. Podcast, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I like what they're doing now and I feel like they're still, I feel like they'll still be innovative. That's kind of their whole thing is like doing things differently. And I feel like they really need that in the world. I don't want, I don't want to be in a world where like all the games are fucking like mature and realistic and like gray and boring as fuck. Like I don't want to play those games. You know, I don't, I don't be in that world. I'd rather be in the Nintendo world where everything's more like cartoony and ridiculous and funny and weird. Yeah, but they don't you know? need their own hardware to do that. That's true, but I don't think that they. Especially well, as on what it is more. Yeah. As technology's more and more, like look at a, a phone. Yes, mobile phones suck right now. Yeah, they're. But awful. a lot of the technology that's in mobile phones is eventually going to be inside of everything because it's going to be so cheap to just put a computer in everything. You know, like they've already got it in fridges and stuff, for instance, but. Why can't you just put like a high powered computer chip inside of a TV and you can get Switch games, just download it straight to the television and you just buy the Nintendo controller, maybe that's yeah. whatever that version of Bluetooth is out at that point in history. But like, yeah, I mean maybe you, you just buy the controller and it interfaces with the technology that is already there because at that point self sustaining hardware is no longer necessary. Well, I think that with the way you're looking at it, it's more like 20 years down the road. Yes, I am. Yes, for five years down the road. <laughs> five years down but, the road from now. <laughs> but twenty. But the amount of like that's changed in the past five years is pretty incredible. Yeah. Yeah. As far as like what can be done on mobile devices and the Switch itself. Yeah. I mean, we can't like. I don't know. We, we, we can sort of assume that technology is going to continue moving at the sort of like steady pace it is, but there could be a huge leap still. There can be giant leaps that can happen intermittently. What's it's like, straight, straight, like YouTube and Google video, like completely changing, like streaming video, like so quickly back in like 2005. That's kind of what I mean. Like if some, some sort of huge jump in streaming gaming or something happened in the next couple of years. Yeah. Technology, like the the computer at, at your house, may be less important than what's streaming it to you. I think I think it kind of already is to some people. I mean, a lot of people don't even have computers. Like John doesn't have a computer. Nope. I mean, but uh, yeah. I mean, do you, I mean, do you think that like consoles in general will disappear then, and will eventually play from TVs? Is that what you're saying? That's what it sounds. Like. I think I think eventually, yeah. I think that consoles will disappear eventually, um, and so will home computers. Yeah. And so will tablets, and so will maybe not phones. I think phones will always exist because you need something mobile. But you think eventually, everything's like gonna everything's going to be the interface is going to be so intuitive, and the computer is going to be ubiquitous that you don't just have a computer at your home. You are, you know, you have some like huge cloud hard drive of your own that's accessible from any screen that's near you. Mm. That's sort of what I think is going to happen eventually because oh. it just makes sense. Yeah. I mean, but that's like more than five but years, but not probably. in five years. I think in five right. years we'll probably see a switch two or a four DS. Probably is what I think. In five years <laughs> from now, right? <laughs> the one that has a tesseract built into it. Yeah, it was, well, you can travel also. Is that you are saying? You can go. Yeah. You can go to space and back. I mean, yeah. In five years, I think that we'll have a successor to the switch. Probably right. I mean, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I know that. I think it'll be an upgraded switch. They'll yeah. stick with that. I mean, that seems while, to be. I, I mean, that's what's working well for them right now. I hope they don't call it the Switch U or something and just like confuse everybody, like they did between the Wii and the Wii U. You know, I hope that it's something more that that's more you can understand it. You know, I don't know. Maybe it has head tracking in it or something <laughs> as a camera. I don't know. I figured they would do an they would do an upgrade on this eventually in five years. But I really don't see them. 
I don't see them going out as a company or becoming a third party, you know, publisher just because see, of how much money. I see money. the 3DS yeah. like more and more. Yeah. I see that same technology just being continued to be like recycled. I, I I've said it a lot in previous episodes that I think it's going to be like we're going to get the announcement of the new Nintendo Portable and yeah. all that. But I don't want to. I'm say... starting to think that they're just going to they're just going to like let the 3DS like. Uh, hardware continue over into each new iteration. Mm. Those keep making new 3DSs that are smaller, mm. more portable, or whatever, and they're just going to keep doing that. Why would they need to separate the Switch? Well, and the 3DS if they can keep selling 3DSs. Well, let me let me transition then, because we did get. Or a, I mean, merge not. Yeah. Separate. Well, I mean, you're kind of you're kind of starting to cover another question that we got, so I'm just going to mm. talk about that one real quick. From uh, from Jonathan P. Williams off of Twitter, uh, he's, he asks, uh, how much longer do you think Nintendo will support the 3DS slash 2DS? Do you think this will be the last year, or do you think any new 3DS games will be announced at E3 this year for 2020? That's kind of like what we are starting to get into talking about, like, and they're both kind of the same question, so I guess we'll, like, group them together here. But, yeah, well, we were, we were talking about the 4DS and the, I don't know, that's something that you've talked about before. What do you think about that, Jeremy? on the future of the of the 3DS 2DS family. I think that it's uh they're just going to keep milking it for all it's worth. I thought that there might be a de- another dedicated handheld at some point, but um it just seems like they're going to make new iterations of the yeah. 3DS until add infinite add infinitum until they can't anymore. Mm. I think I think they could still continue actually making the system while shifting the resources away from making the games. There's so many games available for it, and if it's still popular, you know they mm. could uh, just re- re-advertise their their old games or whatever. Just you know, keep making the systems. You know, maybe there will there will come a point when they have to move on and focus entirely on Switch. I mean, I did but see I, I did see an article saying that the that the sales of the 3ds in Japan had like declined. I saw at, too, at like yeah. a huge rate, and it's kind of like, you know, becoming less of a thing. But you have to realize that a lot more people have 3DSs than Switches. So that's why it makes sense for them to continue de- development on 3DS. And I think that 3DS is a great system. You know, I still play mine. Uh, the My fiance plays the crap out of hers, but, uh, you know, still rocking that Animal Crossing. But, uh, but like, yeah, I mean, I've, it has a higher install base, so that's why Nintendo has continued with it. Now, as to what do you guys do, you think that we'll actually see like new announcements though for next year at this E3 for the for the 3DS? What do you think about that, or do you think it's just going to be all Switch from here on out? So I'm still like uh, wrapping my head around the 3DS and its like continued success. Is like uh, I've been reading a lot of stuff about the Game Boy recently. Whatever, I I go through like phases where I like get nostalgic about the Game Boy, and it was it was around for what 14 years before it was replaced. 14 years, yeah. Yeah, it was around because what? Eighty nine is that when it came out? Eighty nine or ninety? I think the original. Yeah, game it was eighty. It was eighty nine. Yeah. So it's coming up on its uh, fuck what fortieth anniversary? It, I mean, right? there were or different no, iterations and stuff. Thirtieth anniversary. But until yeah. until the like Game Boy Advance came out, which what the Game Boy Advance lasted four years, not even four years, before it was replaced by the DS. Mm-hmm. But uh. The Game Boy had longevity, and that's what the 3DS has because it's in an unta- like. There's nothing else in its really to market. compete with it. Well, no, it, there's nothing yeah. to compete. With it. Well, I mean, there was Vita. Phones, no. Yeah, I mean, well, there was the Vita, but the Vita died 
You know, I mean, there was the PlayStation Vita, in which at one point I thought that the Vita might actually do really well against the 3DS, but it was they fucked up with those memory cards, man. That was really what destroyed them was making it to where you had to buy specific Sony memory cards that were really expensive right. for the Vita. I think you that, buy that's, you buy the 3DS, the pr- you proprietary, know, you have uh, thousands yeah. of games or whatever it is, yeah. over a thousand games available to you. Yeah, well, and you have, they're going to be compatible. Yeah, you have the backward, you have the backwards compatible with DS also, which has a, a, yeah. a, lots of games, so. It's not like, uh, you know, yes, it may compete with a mobile phone, but you don't know if a mobile phone is going to play all those games. I would you rather, know, yeah. Like, out the gate, you're paying, what, 100 bucks between 100 and 200 for your DS, your 3DS. Yeah, well, you can what? get them, yeah, you can get them for cheap for 100 like, just like a little over 100 I think, now. So, yeah, I, I think, uh, I mean, but do you think we'll see new games for it, uh, that E3? Do you think they'll be announced? I think there may be, like, yeah, one yeah. big game. Or or two big games because last year we had stuff announced like for this year, right? And isn't it a, maybe more ports like Bowser's Inside Story? Like I feel like that. Yeah, maybe I think more that DS just ports. came out. Yeah. Well, and then there was the there was the remake of um of the uh, what was it Luigi's Mansion? Like that was like a big one that came out. Well, that came out last year, but but yeah, I don't know. I mean, if if there were, it's crazy that you can play the original Bowser's Inside Story and the new remake on the same system so yeah you can play both that's of sort of what yeah. they've started to double up where they're like catching up with themselves yeah industry yeah. i uh i for one i wouldn't be surprised if we saw an announcement for a new 3ds game at e3 but at the same time if i was betting on it i guess if i was putting money on it i would probably get that we bet that we wouldn't see one what if Maybe. they started doing like remakes of 3ds games like they did like super mario 3d land deluxe with the new 3ds capabilities we've added extra stuff like how weird would that be you what you want to see a 3ds game remade on 3ds is that what you're saying or on a well new, on they a new are, 3DS? they're already remaking ds games on 3ds yeah what are you saying well, you that... could play the original ds cartridge on the 3ds yeah yeah i don't know are you, are you saying that the so what, where will the 3ds mario 3d land deluxe what will that come out for that's the when the 3DS will reach its like critical mass when it starts to have to remake its own games. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Why don't they? That's just, what I'm trying to get. At. Why don't they just re? Yeah. Instead of releasing it as like uh, what do you what do you call it? The highest selling game. John just said it earlier. Player's choice. The yeah. Releasing choice, as a player's yeah. choice game. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I like I said, a lot more people have 3DSs than Switches, so you have to think about it in that way. And there's a lot of kids that. Maybe can't afford switches, or they have parents that can't afford switches. They still got well, their two DS, their three DS. Every day, there's new children reaching the age to get their first three DS, their first yep. game system. Uh-huh. That's like cheap, and you know we don't want them to destroy it, but they could because it was so cheap. Yep. And here's their game system. Like kids, you know, kids keep happening. Kids keep happening. <laughs> Why is that? And there's no and there's no like competitor in the handheld market space in that regard. Kids keep happening. <laughs> yeah. No real competitor. Yeah. To the 3ds. Yeah. The now that now yeah. that Sony's uh, given up on Vita, like I said earlier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, yeah. I mean, my my nephew like still got he got a 3ds game for Christmas. You know, uh, he got the Pokemon Ultra Sun, whatever Ultra Sun Moon. You know. So kids are still playing it. It's uh, I mean, yeah. I. I, I, I'm not I'm not betting on it being there at E3, but I wouldn't be surprised if it happens. And uh, think about I, it this way: if it sticks around as long as the Game Boy did for 14 years, that would yeah. mean that 3DS would be around until 2025. Yeah, 
Oh yeah. So also roping this in with Edwin's previous question. Yeah. Where will the th- where will the three <laughs> where will the three DS be in five hours? In five years? Five still hours. There. It's still around. We still have the three DS. We're still uh, we're porting Switch games to it now. Is what's happening. We have a uh, Breath of the Wild three DS. Uh, don't ask me how it works, but somehow they made it work. You know. And it's, even it's though it's the all, screen's not 3D, it still has two cameras on it. <laughs> in case you want to load it on your original 3DS. <laughs> yeah, I, I do think uh, I, do, I do think we might see a 3DS successor in the next few years. Who knows? I mean, because Nintendo is also kind of like they've put the Switch in this weird like it'll be stronger in, in, in between rate, place, though. you know, where it's like where they're like, oh, well, the Switch isn't really a console, but it's not really a handheld, so it's like. So do we get a new 3DS to be the It's that line? third pillar they wanted the DS to be. Yeah, right. Except yeah. there's only two pillars. The third now. pillar, yeah. Unless you count the classic series as a pillar. Yeah. Which which might be a thing. Yeah. Well, hopefully that answers your question, Jonathan. Um, I think, yeah, I think that we'll definitely see some more support in 3DS for 3DS in, in our, in a, as a small answer there, I think. <laughs> I think we'll still see support. Imagine I do too, and I think it'll be like one of those like... Like I said, it'll huge. Be, be playable demos, but they won't make a big like deal out of it. Yeah, huge, huge install base. I mean, still a lot of people have them. People are still buying games for them, even though I think it's a big deal that Pokemon has left the system. You know, they didn't get a new one last year, and they won't get a new one this year. So I don't know. And uh, yeah, there's, they could still re-release the DS games on there. Yeah. Well, uh, there's a couple more, a couple more to do on here. Um, what was it? Uh, had a weird way of. I put up so many posts about this that. They all kind of <laughs> that people responded to different ones, so I have to try to find I have to try to find the right ones. All right, so uh, another listener of the show, uh, Mara, said, "Which is the, which Yoshi is the best, Yoshi, and why?" <laughs> I think I know Jeremy's answer for this one. Right, so I try not to see color, <laughs> <laughs> but I do like Pink Yoshi the best. Pink Yoshi's my favorite. Uh, Pink Yoshi started out. Just because that's the amiibo I opened, and what was that? The first? Uh, no, it wasn't the first amiibo I opened on our podcast, but it was one of the first. Yeah. But Pink Yoshi was important to me for that reason, and then once, uh, once Jess Trey's fiance mm-hmm. made my uh, made your my pink, Yoshi for me. Your well, Pink Yoshi. Uh, yeah. Once she made this, you gotta find all of your Yoshi paraphernalia back there. Yeah. Once she made this Pink Yoshi for me. I was like, yeah, Pink Yoshi's the best. So, yeah, for me, it's Pink Yoshi. What do you guys think? Well, you did kind of make a whole level around Pink Yoshi, also. Like, don't forget, like a uh, Pink Yoshi and the Clown Wizards. Like, there was a whole uh, Mario Maker level around that character. So, I mean, Pink Yoshi, I think, has been your favorite for quite some time. My favorite Yoshi is whichever Yoshi bravely gives his life so that Mario may make that. Long jump. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mario just kind of kicks him into a in, into a into the chasm there. Well, there was a, there was a whole level on uh, Super Mario Maker about that, where it's like all about killing Yoshi to get to the next part. You just keep dropping him down. Uh, my, I think, I mean, I, I'm I'm a fan of Black Yoshi. I, I like Black Yoshi just because you don't see it that often. And and there's you can find big stuff Black Yoshi's in uh, in Chinatown here, which I always thought was really cool. But um. But also, uh, was I think my personal favorite Yoshi, just because it's the only Yoshi that had attitude, is uh, Boshi from Super Mario RPG. Boshi? Was Boshi blue or black? I can't remember. I think he was blue. Uh, Boshi was blue with sunglasses. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's not necessarily... Well, she did say, what's your favorite Yoshi? I think, like, not necessarily, what's your favorite color? 
right? Oh, you know, she, not the favorite. She just says Yoshi. which. She says which Yoshi is the best Yoshi. So you know oh, what? Oh, that's a nice vague question. So actually, you know I think what? I misread it. I would also. Yeah, first thing I thought of was Colors of Yoshi, but no, which Yoshi is the best Yoshi? You know, another one that I would say, I would either say Boshi or the little Yoshi guy from Thousand Year Door, your your uh, your guy that you play with that's on your team. Which I Oh, he's a really good character, too. He's yeah. like a really good fighter. Yeah, yeah. I call him the Oster, and I think Jeremy... I, actually, I stole that from you, because you always called Yoshi the Oster. And I, and I named the character in the game the Yoster as well, but I think that's probably my favorite Yoshi. Above Boshi is that little that little guy. He was great. He's a good fighter. Yeah, and he's cute, and he's got a little mohawk and all that. I like that guy. And I guess knowing that, like, not we're not referring to colors of Yoshi. I would just say Yoshi in uh, Yo- the first Yoshi's Island because he delivered Mario and Luigi. Well, basically Mario, the the entire Yoshi clan yeah. delivered Mario to safety, and they didn't have to. They just did it because they were nice. Mario showed all up. Them. None of this like, would have ever happened. Yeah. yeah. So I got to say that Yoshi, that entire race of Yoshis or that uh, town of Yoshis. <laughs> they're responsible for my favorite game, which is Super Mario Brothers. So yeah. that's the best Yoshis. Okay. But other than that, it's Pink Yoshi. Other than that, it's the Yoshi from the Super Mario Brothers Pink movie. Yoshi I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> for life. Yeah. I don't have any Yoshi paraphernalia to throw at you here, but. But yeah, those are all great Yoshi's. The I'll say the Yoshi from Yoshi is Cookie because he makes cookies. Yeah, okay, there you go. I like the Yoshi from Yoshi's Woolly World because that's a good game, and maybe from Crafted World I'll like that Yoshi as well. Who knows? So, uh, final question here because we're going pretty long. Uh, we're almost at two hours, but hey, and I thought we would have nothing to talk about this episode, but look, it worked. So hopefully we'll be able to do one of these again. This one, uh, so this will be, this is probably, I like this one. Um, it's a, it's another one from Edwin, but I like this question, so I didn't cut it out. He said, uh, this being, so being that this is the last year of the 2010s, what is your Nintendo game of the decade so far Ooh, for 2010? Nintendo game of the decade. Yeah. So that's, uh, I so think- starting in 2011? I think you would start in 2010, right? Let's just say yeah. 2010 to two to now. How about that? Oh man, that's uh, yeah. The Wii era. That would be Wii era. Actually, when I and first DS read era. it, when I first read it, I was thinking uh, the past 20 years, and I was like, man, because there was all that GameCube stuff in there. But I guess not. Right. No, it's got to be no. in, the, in the past decade. So, well, okay, starting in 2009 because it's 2019 now. Okay. Oh wait, do you want to? Okay. Do you want to just say like the past ten years from now? Yeah, that okay. seems fair. Because okay. I mean, that's the past decade, right? Sure. All right. Is there a two thousand nine game that you were thinking about in particular? No. I thought maybe you had an idea. I mean, it's hard. I mean, obviously, I, I, I guess my brain wants to go to like Breath of the Wild first, just because that was a big game. But yeah, it just, mine, But it's still like too. so new. Mine you know? too. I mean, that was the best. I don't know. That was like Nintendo, like shaking it up across the industry. It wasn't just. A great Nintendo game. That was a great. That was a fucking amazing game across the board. Yeah, and I don't. And in between that, like anybody who played video games could have agreed that was a good game. Some might like try to like nitpick to be like, it's not that great. Chill out, guys. But most people would be like, that's a fucking good game. I also think that uh, a Link Between Worlds was a really good game in that time. Speaking of shaking things up in Zelda. 
I mean, they kind of shook things up in A Link Between Worlds before Breath of the Wild when they started switching they it did, around to yeah. where, like, you don't need to unlock the items in the castles anytime. You know, it was kind of like a test run, I guess, for that type of thing. But it was still a Link to the Past remade. No, I mean, it wasn't remade. It was so, a sequel. So if you had played Link to the Past, you already sort of knew what to do. Like, it wasn't surprising. Oh, I mean, I didn't I didn't feel like that when I played it. I felt like a lot of, like, stuff in it was, like... Not surprising because I had already played Link to the Past. I, mean, I still liked the game. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, it didn't it feel wasn't, it didn't feel completely new. No, it didn't feel the same to me. Like I felt like the stuff were in different areas. Like where you know, it wasn't like I didn't feel like I was playing that game all over again. I felt like I was playing a new game in that in that world, and I liked that. I felt like it felt like a new game plus and Link to the Past, or like Master Quest, or. Whatever to the past. No, I, I don't feel like that for that one. No, I that's how I feel. More than the Master Quest. I felt like it was a whole new game, just in the same area. Yeah, I feel differently. I feel like it was okay. It was an all new game in the same area. Yes, I do feel that way, actually. But because of that, like the area, but it wasn't a whole new area. It was just like a slightly modified version of the area. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, it wasn't exactly the same. It was. It was new game. Plus. Maybe it wasn't New Game Plus, but it wasn't New Game Plus because the area wasn't the same, <laughs> and you could do different. But stuff. it was very similar. Sure, I, did, I guess maybe I didn't play Link to the Past as as much as you did to get to get to that. But but I don't know if I would put that as the game of the decade. I don't know. Like the the whole like two thousands was an interesting time for Nintendo. I mean, that was a lot of Wii U times and a lot of three DS stuff. Yeah. So I mean, what would what about Super Mario Maker? That was a really good game that came out in the past ten years. Would you or you would you not put that on the top of that? It's up there. I mean, that was a game that I played for a long time, just because the game never ended. It was always different every time you played it. I'm just saying of a game that rocked, like rocked my world as a video game between 2009 and now, and nothing has done it like Breath of the Wild. There's really no way around it. Like I wish there was. What about? I wish uh, I could think of something. Yeah. What else that like consumed me the way that game did? What about color? I'm trying Splash? to think of another answer because you know when we did our game of the year, we said anything but uh, Zelda and Mario. Uh-huh. And I kind of feel like maybe we should try to think of something besides okay. Zelda and Mario for this. Because even Skyward Sword came out in that time. Of course, Skyward Sword right. is not even remotely as good as did it. Breath of the Wild. Oh yeah, it came I... out in 2011, I think. 11. Or yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought that maybe. Yeah, it was 2011. But I would definitely not put Skyward Sword in Game of no, the Day. Of game course of the not, decade. but it's still like a thing that was highly, hotly anticipated. Yeah. And it was, what, the first game since Twilight Princess, which came out in 2006. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, besides the Spirit Tracks games. But those, I think, were predate this question. I think, um, I think they do, too. I think those are more GameCube times. Yeah, no, I don't know. It's a hard... This is a really hard one. Uh, Animal Crossing New Leaf? So, That's what I say. Animal Crossing. Because Animal Crossing never dies. That's a game that you can play forever. And you will never get tired of. Which I guess you could say that for Breath of the Wild. But also it hasn't been like uh, as long since then. Let me make sure Animal game Crossing... Game of the decade because you can play it for a decade. I guess I'll have to I mean, say that's that true, it you sucks. Can. But it's true because it's existed many iterations. But I guess Minecraft for me. Yeah. Because Minecraft is something I started playing in like 2010 or 2011. I started playing that game on computer. So it had been out for a couple of years, but 
eventually it came to the switch and I still played it on the switch this past year. So that's a game that's been like updated it. That's a game that's been a constant in the past decade that I've left and I've come back to many, many times. And yeah, it's not a true Nintendo IP, but it's definitely like been on every, any, like every Nintendo console. It's been on the, the uh, 3DS and it's on the Wii U and it's on the Switch. It's been on the past three consoles. Yeah. Yeah, it has. Uh, Wii U, 3DS, and Switch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm going to say that even though, but because I'm leaving out Breath of the Wild, which would be my actual choice. Yeah. I mean, I say Animal Crossing <laughs> just because that's a game <laughs> that you can always play no matter what. And, uh, and, and I think that it, and you can also play it forever. Like, it's the ultimate, like, uh, desert island game. You know, and we could talk about, you know, 20 minutes about whether the fucking shit shop owner is evil or not. You know, there's just so much depth to it. And and whenever Animal Crossing comes out again this year, I'm sure it'll do the same thing. It'll be a game that you could just play forever and it just never ends and never gets old, I guess. And I hope I, I, I will say I hope to God, the God of video games, that uh, at the end of next year, I'm saying Animal Crossing is my game of the year. <laughs> <laughs> unless well, unless Metroid comes out this year too, well, then I then I would hope Metroid would be my game of the year. That would be a hell of a well. I mean, this year I think it's going to look like a hell of a fight at the end for a game of the year for me because yeah, if Metroid does come out, if like Luigi's Mansion three does come out, if Animal Crossing uh, does come out, like well, Luigi's Mansion, I'm sorry, it's not going to be up there with Metroid. You don't love you don't love it as much as I do. I, well, I it might be great, but it's going to be like loving a great movie because. Luigi's Mansion games are always kind of short. Not Dark Moon. Did you beat Dark Moon? There's like six no. mansions in that one. It's not short. They upped it. No, they they basically fixed everything in, in the regular Luigi's Mansion. They made it to where, like, hey, let's have a bunch of different mansions. So it's like every level set is its own mansion. So there's like six mansions in that one. You should play it. Play it all the way through. It's great. It's a great game. I would, I mean, that's definitely a one that I had a lot of fun with in the past 10 years. I wouldn't put it as like mm. number one of the decade, though. But yeah, yeah I'm I, struggling with with what would be my man. I hate I hate putting Minecraft at the top, but it's legit. Like I've spent times on like private servers, like playing like mm. multiplayer games for a long period of time. Like it's probably the online game I've played the most ever in my life. Yeah, and that was on PC, but it, it's represented on Nintendo consoles, so it's still yeah, it's on there. I think I think it's a legit answer. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's the way to go. Sometimes you just look at the numbers. Nope, that's the game that I played the most. So, yeah, that's the top. Um, maybe in ten maybe. years, in ten years, we'll see what. Even though it's already been, it's already been almost two years since Breath of the Wild came out, though, and I think people still like it. I mean, you still like it. Yeah. Jeremy's still playing it. John still hasn't. Beaten I still it, play you know? it. <laughs> so, I mean, I think it's always yeah, good to good to look at stuff after the hype and all that. So, I don't know. I might throw in, in either of the Mario Mario Galaxy games. But uh, I think I think those might have did those come out after? Wait, no. My, I, wait, I when did Mario Two come out? Galaxy Two. So it's possibly Galaxy Two falls in there. I know Galaxy One was in two thousand seven. So I think I think Galaxy Two was two thousand nine. So 10. it might have been Galaxy right. Two was two thousand ten. Two thousand ten. Okay. So it does fall so in. So I might throw that one in. There. I would put that in there because I really, really liked Mario Galaxy Two. Like I, I liked too. that game a lot. Yeah. I, I have I have I have it on my Wii U. I beat yeah. all of it. Yeah, well, well, so do I because I sold it for money when I was broke. But uh, but no, but I beat all of it except for the final star, which I've shown you before, Jeremy. It's fucking awful. 
it's I could never beat it, but I did play it and play it and play it until I pretty much almost broke the system and stopped. But it was uh but I played the crap out of that game and loved it so much. And I even didn't love Odyssey as much as I loved Get Mario Galaxy too. I think you can, wow. you can like uh, put your pitchforks up and all that, but I did not enjoy Odyssey as much as I did too. Just because of everything in two felt like more I don't know. It felt more important to get stars, where stars were just everywhere. I mean, you could buy them. As I felt like just nobody cared about the stars or moons or whatever they're calling that. You know, it just didn't have the same. It wasn't as like I don't know. It wasn't as fun to play, I guess, in that way for me versus that. And one. I, like, I loved the whole thing of walking too. around on a planet that was awesome. And, yeah, the gravity you know, flying from planet to planet. That and was Yoshi cool. bringing it around. The Yoshi, one of your favorite yeah. Yoshis, was in there too. It's nice to be able yeah. to fly around as Yoshi as well and point the point his tongue at stuff. I mean, that game was so much fun. Like, I would love to see either of those games released. I know that's been talked over and over and over again uh, ad nauseum, but I would love to see a Mario Galaxy Deluxe Collection on Switch. I'd pay 60 bucks for that. If they wanted to yeah. release Mario Galaxy 1 and 2 on Switch as $60 as a two-pack, I'd go for that. Mario Galaxy yeah. Deluxe or whatever, you know? I want I Mario cool Galaxy finally... 3. Like Mario Galaxy, well, cool. yeah, well, I'd rather have three than either of those, but, but you know, but uh, yeah, I would like it would be cool to see if they did like an HD deluxe version or something. I'd buy it again. But, yeah. And I loved hearing the score, like a full orchestral score in a Mario game. That was remarkable. Yeah, I think was that the beginning of when they started doing all the like big band stuff and all that. I think so. I mean, um, Twilight Princess, they did the full score. That might have been the first big Nintendo game to do it. I think. Okay. But, um, yeah, Mario, and a Mario game, yeah, it was Mario Galaxy. All right, so uh, we're kind of we're kind of running long here, but I think uh, now that we're done with our questions, I want to do, I'm going to do the drawing here. So we're going to do the live winning right here. I don't know if I'll keep this on the actual audio version or not. We'll see how I feel tomorrow. But uh, here, I'm going to make sure all of these are separate. Hold on, let me help. All right. I'm not going to look at any of them. I don't know what they are. So, um, yeah, might look like I'm like playing with myself here, but I'm not. I'm just, uh, I'm just moving all these things around. All right. So here we are. This is the Mario hat. Everything is in here. Everyone's thing. Here you are. You watch me, watch me pick it. I don't know. I can't see it. I cannot see what's in here. I'm not cheating. Let's see. All right. I picked one. All right. So who will we give the $10 eShop card to? Tim. Tim won. So, uh, Tim, hey, Tim you win. With your questions of Breath of the Wild, uh, I will find a way to get a hold of you. I will comment on your comment or something like that. We will send it to you. But thank you to everyone for participating. There's also our... a second place prize. <laughs> oh, you want to do a second place prize? I don't know no, if we'll even take that. it. Here, let's do it. Let's do it anyway for the fun of it and see if we can actually give it to somebody. All right. So, we're going to do a second place for the Haunted Halloween 86 Steam Code. And uh, Jeremy will send it to you. So who got that? Let's see. Uh, on Twitter, uh, Jonathan did. So uh, if you have a, if you have Steam, we will find. I'll have to have to message you or something. Uh, Jonathan Walker, I believe, is your name, yeah, or John, Jonathan Williams. Uh, I will I will message you. And if you, uh, I mean, I think you have to have it because we did a second prize here. Um, Haunted Halloween '86 for Steam. You won that. So. Thank you for participating, everyone. And thank you to everyone else for participating. And uh, 
Thank you for listening to our episode 153. It's been a good year so so far. We have our first uh, listener reader uh, email episode, which I always wanted mm-hmm. to have that, and we finally made it happen. If you, if you guys send in more questions and all that, maybe we'll do another one for more money next time. Maybe we'll up it. Yeah. Maybe, maybe we'll, we'll give away. It. Maybe we'll give it. Let's just say this: if uh, if I get if 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 we get enough uh, questions together, you know. Maybe around like the twenty range or something like that, where we can do a whole episode on it. Maybe we'll do like a fifty dollar or something like that. But uh, yeah, this has been our episode. We're your hosts. I'm Trey Johnson, Jeremy Kowski, John Linder, and uh, you can find us on NintendoMeanPodcast.com. Uh, you can download our episode from any of those podcast things that you use to get podcasts from. Um, well, I stream every Tuesday at 2 a.m. Central Time. Uh, Jeremy and I are on Fridays, 2 a.m. We had a really funny uh, – we, we did a really cool Fortnite epic uh, flying around on planes uh, stream last week, which was really funny. I really want to – I really want to put that like last video of, of me like landing and everybody shooting at me and your plane flying through really slowly. <laughs> I have it all recorded. I want to, I want to edit it into something. So maybe I'll put that. Maybe I'll do a best That's of it. That's so much fun. Maybe I'll do a best of at some <laughs> point. But yeah, we did some fun Fortnite stuff. So, so tune in uh, Friday nights for that. And, uh, you know, um, Thursday night, tune in and watch me play Vesperia if it ends up coming out at midnight, which hopefully it does. And, uh, yeah, um, youtube.com slash fingmater. Uh, twitch.tv slash Nintendo Main Podcast. You can find Jeremy and I at uh, Twitter, <laughs> Nintendo underscore domain, and at jmaxstack. And uh, send us an email at Nintendo Main Podcast at gmail.com. And thanks again for all your participation and thanks for sending in your questions. And we will contact you about all of your prizes and all that stuff. So cool. Uh, thanks for listening and watching, and uh, we'll see you next week. See ya.